All right, all you Rutgeracks, you're back. Rucker Maniacs. Rucker Maniacs. It's time for Golden Globus. This is episode four or five of Rucker Month. Four. Four or five. It's four. Four of five. Four of five. Right. Four of five. Right. Right off the bat, Murray. People I... said it couldn't be done. There was actually a podcast dedicated to Rucker Hauer. It's called Stuck in a Rut. <laughs> and uh, they had to stop at three. Because they couldn't do it anymore. But we've already surpassed them. So you would say they got stuck in a rut. Like, <laughs> yeah. they, they took their name said, up well, a little too. Because if you're a mere mortal, it can't be done. There's only so much talk of Rucker Howard you can do. But we can do it. Right. I mean, we're just, we're the wordsmiths of today. We're the new Shakespeare's. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's the same. A little better, but, you know. Well, yeah, we mean, don't bore you. you we reinvented under- tragedy. It's yeah. true, so. You can understand us when we talk. <laughs> that that as well. We don't use any of that old English bullshit, right? Except in our letters, because we like the old English D yes, around and here. our tattoos and our tattoos. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Murray, I got I got I gotta eat some crow here real quick. Not eat. hitching a ride. Eat crow. The cold turkey's not getting stale. But um, I fucked up the audio last week, and I feel terrible about it. Yeah, there was a lot of issues last week. So I blame you. Oh, so many issues. And so here's what's gonna have to happen. If Mel loses the contest, I have to go on the Vat of Acid Forum. It's my no, fault. No, 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 no. It's no, my no, fault. No. Well, I, as long as somebody goes in the Vat of Acid. And I, t- I don't think I told you this, but I, we, we even get a lot of heat, no pun intended, about the acid. Like, you guys, you're like, I thought these people were your friends you're inviting, and you're going to kill one of them? And I said, yeah, we are. But I got a little... I'm, I have maybe people don't know this. I have a little bit of a heart. It's tiny. It's smaller than the Grinch's. Oh, okay. But it's a heart there. So I sweeten the deal, Griff. Whoever gets the most downloads first week gets to do whatever movie they want in the future. Interesting. That we didn't already do. We're not redoing fucking the Ginty movie. No. Okay. But I'm just sweetening the deal. I, I have a heart. Very sweet of you, Murray. I know. I, I, I see your chest growing a little bit uh, there. You might want to actually get that checked yeah, out. Is that a, uh, yeah. a large heart a problem? Anyways, we know these episodes have slowly gone 10 to 15 minutes longer with each consecutive movie. Right, it's just so much to talk about. And this, if you wondered why we're doing Rucker Hour Month, this movie will prove it to you because fucking amazing. Bro. It's a prime example of why Rucker needs to be showcased. Exactly. He, he, gives, a, he gives a Rucker-like performance in this. It's, I've never really thought about Rucker Hour that much until we, like, we've watched four movies so far in a row. Yeah. How, the improvisation this guy does amazing like, it is amazing i'm not even joking around i'm being serious no. for once in my life <laughs> it's amazing that's the little things he adds it's the just tiny little things we pick up on it of course because that's what we do that's why we're the greatest podcast in the world that's and we're gonna point it out to you throughout the episodes but yeah it's amazing and uh of course we can't our four hands combined can't hold the weight of rucker's balls <laughs> no the Murray, need please. At least six hands, though. Without further ado. A couple ado. of rucker ball. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, everybody's favorite Canadian girlfriend, our friend and yours, Mr. Joe Corey. Joe. Hello. I'm, I'm here for Rutger. I need a ride. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, hopefully you're not on Route 66. Don't, or wherever don't this takes place. I've been watching so many fucking uh, hitchhiker movies lately. I watched the one with Franco Nero. I got No Country for Old Men. That's kind of a hitchhiker movie. Is it? A little bit. Are you just are you confusing that with just like desert kind of movies? No, he hitchhikes a little bit in that movie. Oh, okay, who would pick up that guy? His, his I don't know, Joe. Who are you picking up if uh, you're hit, you you spot somebody <laughs> hitchhiking on the side of the road? True, true story. I once passed Bobby Knight walking on the side of the road. And when I was oh, living in Winston-Salem, he, he, it, it turns out he had gotten so pissed off when Indiana lost in the first round. I think it was like the first round of the NCAA tournament. He walked from the, uh, from, from the Joel Coliseum all the way to downtown Winston-Salem, and I drove past him. <laughs> and I didn't pick him up, so yeah, you know. The, well, the question is, why didn't you run him over? Is the question. I, you know, I should have. He had that, you know, red, red sweater. It was I a was target. Just- I was just gonna say, was he wearing his red sweater vest that he always I, wore? Oh, I, I believe so. If my memory serves me right, did he was, throw uh, a chair at your car? <laughs> he 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 could have. He could have. It was an old. Uh, it was an old white Ford Escort. So you know, <laughs> never know. Could have gotten hit. But uh, yeah, well, no, no. That's uh, that's. I I would I would, I, you know, if I got pulled over for one person and one person only. Uh, Jeez, uh, that's that's always a toughie. But uh, you know, I'll I'll go with my favorite, Stanley Kubrick. If Stan, you know, John Waters, I would pull over for John Waters, who does hitchhike. I was just gonna say that'll work out. Stories, yeah, that would work out perfectly. Okay, yeah. I like that. But but I wouldn't pull over for you know, I don't know any anybody else. I, I wouldn't, you know, Zack Snyder. I wouldn't pull over for Zack Snyder. I'm just gonna mm. say it right now. How about Eli Roth? <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I know people who know Eli, so I, I, unfortunately I would, I would have to say, yeah, you're a friend of a friend. I have to pull over and grab you. Come on. He seems like a decent guy. Just can't make good movies. You just you know? can't. Like you, you could talk to him about movies. I think he'd be cool that way. Right. I just don't want to watch his movies. I could see that. I could see yeah. that. I, well, I, I, like think I, I got turned off by that, uh, the cannibal movie he made. Cause I'm sitting there going. Wait a second! I've seen this. This is, this is another person's cannibal movie. Come on, you know, it's, you've had forty years to make a different cannibal movie, and you're giving me the same cannibal movie someone else made. Were you bummed out that there was no animal mutilation in it, though? Because that's a you got to have that in a cannibal movie. You have to have that distasteful moment where you know it's like, oh, don't look at the screen, honey. You know, oh no, no, no. Uh, Why did I pick this movie of all? You know, yeah, you know, when they get that kind of nature footage gone bad. Yep. Yeah, that's that's what you want. That that faces of death outtake. Those fucking seventies Italian movies. You've warned me millions of times. Yeah, I don't. Them. I don't watch them. I don't watch the cannibal movies. And so, they, like, that offends me. It, my Nero movie that I watched. There was a there was animals getting killed in the Nero movie. Of course, there was. There was a couple animals that get killed. There's like someone hunting deer or something. Oh, okay. What like the opening scene is him hunting. So he's got his big old rifle out, like five feet away from a camp. <laughs> It's like a full camp, you know, there's a bunch of people. They were, like, traveling all together or whatever. And his wife's walking by, and he lines up his wife like he's going to shoot her. And then he goes down and goes, I had you lined up in my sights. I was I was considering killing you. That's how the fucking movie starts. Wow. It was crazy. It was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. But it was yeah. fucking nuts. Franco Nero can play a great psychopath. He's a psycho? I thought David Hess was a psychopath. Mmm. Really? Really makes you think this movie oh, okay. about who really is a psychopath. Joe, Anyways, are you talking have you ever have you ever hitchhiked? You're of an older generation than I was, a little older. No, 
Never did, huh? Uh, I, I, well, I, I shouldn't say. I had my car break down one time and I had to ask a guy for a ride at a filling station. Oh. That's not quite hitchhiking, you know. Did he grab your thigh? No, he just took me to the place. Was, you know, it was the sad part. This was right before people had cell phones. So it was like I, I could have taken. That's the thing. Now you have cell phones, so you can take care of stuff, you know? Yeah. If your car breaks down, I can call the people and they'll send the truck or whatever and pull me yeah. out and stuff. But back then, yeah, I had to like make a weird you know had to go go to a weird filling station and he was like hold on i know somebody can deal with that and you know that's what happens but uh yeah for the most part no no thumbing i know people who did and i just always would say uh there's enough creepy people in the world so uh why are you gonna pick them up or worse they're gonna pick you up so you know Mm. and i think this is a movie where both sides get happen yeah i think it does i think c thomas howell is as creepy as rutger howard I would agree with that, but it's also because I, I don't know. It reminds me of some of the kids in Near Dark. Joe, you're uh, you're the movie expert. What? And we're gonna Griff and I are gonna guess first. I'm assuming you know the answer to this. What does the C stand for in C. Thomas Howell? I I do believe it's Christopher. I was gonna guess that. Mm. Yeah. I would. I I don't even know another C name off the top of my head. Uh, Craig. Craig. Yeah. Craig, you mean Craig? Craig, Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig. I mean, you got to remember this was this was a hot time for C. Thomas Howell. It was for making for making disturbing movies because he did this and Soul Man the same year, nineteen eighty six. I've never heard of this. One. Explain Soul wait, Man. Wait. You've never seen Soul Man? I don't think so. Oh my god, it's it's a brilliant film. It's how he's a rich kid who wants to go to Harvard, but he can't because his dad's cut him off. Because dad wants to, uh, you know, enjoy life. And he's got to figure out how to get enough scholarship money to go to Harvard Law. And he discovers that there's a minority scholarship. And so he overdoses on these uh, tanning pills to turn himself black and take this scholarship and go to Harvard. No! No. Yeah. That was a movie, Griff. Okay, I gotta watch. I think I might have seen the title for it when I was looking, but oh my god. That needs a reboot. That needs a reboot. And and Spike Lee, this is the best part, because I I actually, it's part, you know, because you know the book I sent you guys that I did, the uh, the 80s teen flick festival. Well, I'm doing part two, the reunion, and uh, Soul Man's in there, and I discovered Spike Lee took a natural hatred to this film without ever seeing it. And would use it any occasion to bash the movie and Ray Don Chong the entire time. Nice. It was like she needs to get her sisterhood card taken away and all this other wonderful stuff Spike was saying Ooh. about her. So I mean, there was a lot of anger and spite from Spike and other people about Soul Man, which is on DVD. So you know, it's out there. I want to hear the director's commentary on that. One. Oh, I was hoping oh. you were going to say Spike Lee. Finally did see it and they loved it. That was my I was going that way with it too, and I was I, so excited to hear that. I would, I, I wish so, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just as uh, freaky, bizarre, and uncomfortable as possible. Although it does, it, it does predate because there's a scene where you know he gets pulled by the cops. Well, he's black, and oh. uh, and he gets treated not like he's used to. So oh. you know, there's a lot of you know, there's there's more going on here than you know, just a uh, wacky, kooky comedy, but. But at the end of it all, uh, it's it, there is something just bizarrely uncomfortable about the film, which you know. And then and then this film, The Hitcher, also controversial because you know, as we'll come to later on, 
you know, characters get torn up pretty bad. So, you know, there was a lot of people who hated the violence of this movie. So oh. see Thomas Howell, they hated the race and the violence in his films, two different films. Oh, Joe, that was a seamless segue. I love it. Because oh. that's going to get me right to our trailer. Everybody, next time you see a handsome stranger on the side of the road, keep on moving because you don't want to pick up the Hitcher. Canon, the big name in movie entertainment, presents a special preview of some of the great films coming to you on video soon. Heading west on the long, lonely highway, only his dreams for company, until... My mother told me never to do this. Before many miles, he'll wish he'd taken his mom's advice. When Jim Halsey let the hitcher into his car, he opened the doors of hell. I want you to stop me. Once you've met the Hitcher, you'll never pick up another. My wallet's in my pocket. Shut up! We know how to do it. Jesus! Why are you doing this to me? Smart kid. I'll figure it out. I didn't do it. I didn't do any of it. I'm not a killer. Hold on! This morning, this guy tried to kill me. He's been following me ever since. sure there was plenty of horns honking in that trailer trucks nearly avoiding each other and we got our boy jim see nelson riley what is his name see thomas howell see thomas howell <laughs> charles you know what charles nelson riley would have been fantastic in this film was the hitcher. i'm just saying it just... <laughs> look i've been watching the mash game i don't I can't help it <laughs> But anyways, we got a guy who can't stay awake here because he doesn't have seen Nelson Riley with him. He's out in West Texas, the middle of nowhere. Oh, my God. Nothing it, nothing to see. No McDonald's. No exciting things to see. If you've ever been to Texas or you've ever talked to a Texan, we can uh, confirm this with Lycanthropist Chris. I did it. Um, there is, like, cities and then nothing for hundreds of miles in Texas, and that's what Jim is in the midst of. But, right. 
Um, he is transferring a car from Chicago to San Diego. So, Jim, Joe, you 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 actually pondered this all out because you're like, why is he in Texas if he's going to San Diego? Right. I mean, there's there's one cut you can actually take that's pretty easy, and that's the uh, you basically you leave Chicago, home of Mike Vanderbilt. And you're going down uh, 80 east. Then you cut over to 76, Interstate 76. Then you do 70. And then you cut down 15, Interstate 15. And that takes you to San Diego. And you're basically going, I believe, through Denver to get that way. Whereas, oh, wonderful. Where, yeah. And uh, But I guess for some like reason, it. you want to take a different turn. And, and it's 29 hours. Now, according to this, if you go through the uh, Panhandle of Texas route, which basically it's 55 down to St. Louis, 44, you pick up 40 in Oklahoma City, and then you cut through the Panhandle, and uh, then you cut to Phoenix uh, on the 8, Interstate 8, and then you cut down to San Diego. That's an extra two hours on your trip. So, I mean, you know, he must have, and I'm not even sure if he took an interstate because it looks pretty, uh, those roads look pretty, pretty non-federally funded. Uh, so, uh, he was, so, so, I mean, you know, for a guy who's tired, he, he could have cut all this hours off of his trip and gotten to the hotel faster. Right. But no. And, and my and, other problem with it, if it's the thrill of the adventure, why is he not taking a, a little break to sleep? You can't be a safe driver if you're a tired driver. Yeah. I mean, he's missing out on a lot of lot lizard action too, by not stopping <laughs> at truck stops. Yeah. I mean, he's into danger, so a lot lizard might be right up his alley. You know, I mean, he's 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 doing what his mama told him not to do. He's doing everything his mom told him not to do, and yep. good mothers tell their children not to fuck lot lizards. Yeah, and mm. uh, you know, and I, th- I think, and, and here's another problem I have at the opening because he lights. You, you see where he's he's smoking, right? It's a heavy smoking film, and he uses a match to light his cigarette. You know, so you get that wonderful flare, you know, from the, the matches and, and, oh, you can see him light up. But he's in that car in the 80s. He's got a working cigarette lighter in that dashboard. He should have used it. You know, he's, 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 he's you know, he, he, there's no need to use a, you know, use a, you know, match in a, that's dangerous in a car, you know, because uh, whatever. But he could have used the cigarette lighter, but, you know, he had to look a little cooler than usual. Everyone's got a guy look who's he's delivering the car said, do not touch my lighter that could have been it that that could have been it yeah all the cars i had that were like established or made in the late 80s early 90s the cigarette lighters would always break like instantly so i never had one that worked could have been a broken one yeah yeah. it could have been broken so he's driving out in the desert when he gets dusted by a vw bug which is how slow is he driving that vw bug like dusts him he must have drifted off or something you know, you know what my theory is? Who's in that VW bug? Who? Jack Torrance from The Shining. Oh. He's going, yes, he's going to the Overlook. Isn't that, wasn't that in Denver? The Overlook. That's in Denver. Oh, that's in Colorado. So he's going the other way, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah he's trying to get by him to go start heading up north. Yeah. yeah. He's got the, the, the wife, the kids, and the ghosts. And you were trying, you're trying to pick up Stanley Kubrick. Everything just kind of comes together like that. Love and love playing comes together. So he's he's like we said he's he's tired he's been driving all like eight nine hours he's got like a Campbell's soup thermos uh, of coffee that he's sipping at it was like uh perfect it actually was a nest tea ri- it was like ribbed but, it was yeah. weird looking like yeah. a soup can I I found it weird he didn't get a jolt soda 
Hey, I got in a lot of trouble when I snuck up to the liquor store by me and bought a Jolt so Soda when I was like eight or nine. Oh. I was like trying to hide it under my shirt and everything. And yeah, mom saw that and was not happy. What, were you stealing it? <laughs> no, no, I bought it. Why but you... she didn't want me drinking a highly caffeinated drink at eight years old. Oh. You're, you're going to become a junkie at that point. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> so now, anyway. Now they have, now they have uh, you know, Red Bull nurseries. You know, that's, oh, my that's God. Changed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those colas can't hold a candle to all the – can't hold a matchbook to all these new highly caffeinated drinks we have. Oh, yeah. let's get, let's so get back to our So he's like – he's drowsy. He's like, I got – I can't stop. Because apparently – does he have a deadline for this? Does he have to get to They never brought it up, but we could have – it would have helped to have something pushing him along, yeah. like you some kind of deadline. can't wait to get to San, lovely San Diego. Lovely San Diego. I, th I think normally there, there used to be deadlines on those things just because – you didn't have a cell phone, so they couldn't just track you to figure out where the heck you were. Oh, right, right. So, but, you know, I'm guessing if you didn't show up within two hours of your deadline, they called the highway patrol on your ass. That could be it. I'm going to say he had a Padres game, like tickets to that. So he had to get there. That would be something I would do. And so he's like, hey, there's a hitchhiker on the side of the road. He'll keep me company. He'll keep me away. Conversation. Got to have conversation. There's no Stanley Kubricks around, so or Eli Roth. So let's just pick <laughs> up this guy. And lo and behold, it's fucking our man Rucker. Oh man! And he gets in. And he Rucker is a fucking large ass man. His hair. <laughs> let's talk about his hair because we've had to talk about his hair in every movie so far. Best so far. Best, best so far, Joe. It's I. I yes. Yes, okay. that, that was just natural Rutger. He could have been pro wrestling with that hair. It was so good. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't even need him to have rock star hair. Imagine he just how looks blood so good. would just flow, shine off that blonde hair. We got to see it in uh, Wedlock. We got to see how good the blood looks in his hair and his oh, face. Don't remind me of Wedlock. Okay. <laughs> and so this is the one, well, there's many things I love about this movie, but one thing I love is he's fucking batshit crazy from the jump. He doesn't even try to appear normal. Oh, he's no. like, he's dripping wet. He's fucking shaking his head like a dog. And he's like, okay, where do you want to go? No, no cells. It doesn't say anything. He just sneezes. And then uh, uh, Jim? Jim? Jim says, you know, bless you. And where am I taking you? And he just goes, I'm getting your seat wet. And just, like, completely ignores Jim. I love it. It's so creepy. But Jim is just, like, beaming. He's just like, yeah, this weird guy's well, in my car now. You no, know, he's a little creeped out. But he's like, hey, I got to stay up. So, you know, what could, what's the worst that could happen? He's picked up a guy in the middle of the desert. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? Also, it's like, Red, it, my feeling is he's, he's excited because he just basically picked up Rutger Hauer from the final scene in Blade Runner. Yeah. You know, there he is all soaked with the rain. You yep. know, looking looking like a madman, probably telling me you know, like tears in the rain, you know, kind of thing. And now he's uh, you know, he's in his car and he's he's as crazy as he always is. Was he, he was holding a dove as well. So yes, it was yeah. yeah. And he had a duster on for some reason. Mm -hmm. You're in the desert, you gotta have a duster. Yeah, it's yeah. Dusty. Yeah. I I don't know why I didn't put that together. <laughs> yeah. So they're driving and then they notice that, uh... Well, the first thing, like, it's it's hard to kind of remember because these this is a thrilling movie, you know? It's a thriller, and it's just trying to creep you out. So there's, like, long silences. And, again, Jim is trying to, like, get answers out of uh, Ryder. 
John Ryder. He actually gives him his name. He tells him, I'm Jim Ryder, or John Ryder. Fucking Christ, these J names, man. So then after he tells him his name, he's like, can I get a cigarette? And he lights it up. And then he, like. Did he light it with a match or did he light it with a cigarette? You know what? I didn't notice, but I'm guessing he used the match. I think he just had it dangling out of his mouth. I don't think he even lit it. He always had matches. Oh, uh, maybe not. Yeah. Anyways. A little wet. But he's doing this. Rucker is doing this thing now where he's kind of leaned his back and turning to just stare. He's just staring at Jim driving the car. And if there is not, there's a hundred different scenes that uh, uh, are just utterly creepy in this movie. One to ten. How creepy for each of you? Uh, th- this scene, nine. Nine, okay. Yeah, it's up there, nine. Or th- I mean, he just picked a guy up, and he's immediately creepy. He didn't even, like I said, he doesn't even try to appear normal. No. Yeah, creepy. I'd be like, immediately get out. But he, Jim sticks with it. He's just like, maybe he's got, he's, maybe he's developmentally challenged. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want us to be offensive. I'm going to drive this guy where he needs to go. Right. I mean, Jim does ask him, can you stop staring at me like that? And I think Rucker at that point was just like, huh. Sits back upright. But then what does he do here? He, like, thrusts the car forward what ha- Yeah, what happens is they mm-hmm. see that that Volkswagen bug that, that passed him by is on the side of the road. Now. And Jim was curious and Jim's about like, it. yeah, I, I want to help these We just saw he likes to help people. He helped the fucking rider. Yeah. So he's about to stop, and then he then uh, Ryder presses his leg onto the accelerator. So what happens if you pick up two murderous hitchhikers? That's what he's, that's what happens. That's what an abandoned car is. It's two uh, a murderer picks up a murderer. That's what ban- abandoned cars are. Okay. You didn't know that? No, they just yeah. cancel each other out. <laughs> right. That's the one, yeah. Or they flip a coin. Yeah, there we go. They or they draw like in the old West movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, he cops a feel on young Jim's leg and accelerates the car so it goes past. That's okay. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, just no sells it. Doesn't do anything. Nothing. Keep driving. And then. A little further down the road, Jim stops the car. He's had enough. Yeah, he's like, you need to get out. And so Rucker opens the door. It's still pouring. He's got his cigarette. It was like half gone, so he did light it up at some point. Okay. And he's he just kind of like slowly stirs it in his fingers and then drops it, closes the door, sits back upright, and says, No, you're gonna drive. I'm gonna sit here, something like that. Exactly it. And then Jim <laughs> He's like, Well, what was up with that car? Like why why didn't you want me to stop? He's like I just need some gas. I guess Ryder implies that that was his car, the VW Bug. Yeah. He's like, I just need some gas. Yeah, Jim has moved on pretty quickly from that creep show that just happened a minute ago. And so he's like, was that your car back there? Yeah. Sure. Was it out of gas? And then doesn't he just go? He goes, I need cigarettes. He just goes like, gas? That's it. Your car's out of gas. We'll go to the gas station. (laughs) And then Rucker's just like, gas stations have cigarettes like he is dougie jones from twin Peaks season three has just re-emerged on earth right yeah like i said he thinks he's developmentally challenged or something yeah i don't know he's autistic we didn't know rain man came out two years later so we didn't know about autism <laughs> at the time but he could clearly be autistic 
or he just loves cigarettes because it's a smoking film, as I said. Yeah. So Jim's like, yeah, he's just trying to make sense of all of this. He's like, gas, yes, gasoline. You need to go to a gas station. And then Rucker just throws out this line, funny. That's what that guy said. He's like, what, what, what? guy? He's like, the guy back there, I, I chopped his legs off. Yeah. And then I chopped his arms off. Well, and then I chopped his head off. <laughs> and uh, Jim is, uh, he's kind of creeped out by that. Just, I'm, just I'm amazed. I'm amazed at how clean Rutger looks after all that, you know, chopping off that guy up. You it know? was raining. It was, but you know, the, that amount of blood normally stays on you a bit because it's kind of gooey. <laughs> Not that I would know. <laughs> oh yeah, really? You 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 saw Bobby Knight and you didn't murder him? I'm starting to think different. No, no, no. And so, just as he lays that bombshell on him, we see there's a construction site. I don't. I've never had construction people want to talk to me. Never. And they're very conversational. <laughs> and construction they're doing it in the middle of the night. They're doing construction in a rainstorm in the middle of the night. I was impressed by the rainstorm. I think that construction. I think construction crews would like doing it at night because you don't have that sun beating on you. That drains you because you do all. The what are you gonna? Can you do road work when a? fucking torrential rain no that's what i was saying is yeah. that no the rain doesn't make sense because you're if you're trying to pour cement and everything that's you can't do that with yeah. rain oh yeah they, they would normally scrap it at that point yeah 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 right but apparently the fucking you know infrastructure bill got through so they're like we got to get this road in the middle of nowhere redone they got to spend the money now before uh some other party gets back in charge and rescinds that money right so the very chatty construction guy, like usually they just like wave you through. No, he used to stop and talk. Yeah. Like it's a roadblock or some shit. He can't wait to have a conversation. He gets <laughs> in there. He's like one of those uh, drive-in, you know, attendants where he's like leaning his elbow on, on the window. Like, hey, where are you guys going? Notices immediately that Joe has a, uh, a Joe. God damn it. <laughs> Jeff has a, <laughs> a Chicago yes. accent. And he's just like, yeah. I know that accent. <laughs> He recognizes the plate, not the accent. <laughs> no accent. All right, I he's, won't. He's Thomas Howell. You, you know, you know, he's, he was he was calling the games with Harry Carey. The you know, C for Chicago, actually, yep. Chicago Thomas Howell. <laughs> and so, yeah, the while this is going on, Rutger has a switchblade to the poor Jim's balls. He's just all up in his crotch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the construction guy can't help but notice that. This guy is, like, leaning over, cupping this young man's balls. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're those types. Mm -hmm. Keep moving. Like, he was all ready to get in a conversation. And he's like, no, I don't want to talk to you types. The, Keep moving. The That's... Rough Trade Express. It's coming <laughs> through. <laughs> We're right in the middle of the AIDS uh, uh, epidemic, too, aren't, aren't yeah, we? Yeah. 86. So he's pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right, because he's like, can I get AIDS from touching this fucking car? Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. So, so he's so, just being cautious. And he wanted a cigarette, too, but he was like, oh, never mind. You could take that You could take that, that cigarette back. He probably used the English terminology for a cigarette there, but we'll just, we'll just allow that to go under the radar here. So they go on through the Roblox slash construction site, and then... Uh, Ryder's feeling a little frisky, pulls out that switchblade, starts pressing it against Jim's face. Mm -hmm. And Jim's like, what the fuck do you, can you, can you just let me go. And he's like, I want you to say four words. Oh, before that, he's like putting it to his eyeball and asks him, 
Hey, have you ever seen an eyeball get punctured? Do you know like what it what happened? You ever think about that? I like thinking about that kind of thing. And just waving that knife acting <laughs> through the roof. Yes. Oh. And then he it, goes, I, w- I want you to say four words. Say, I want to die. And he's like, well, I, I, don't want, I don't want to die. I can't say that. I can't tell a lie. It's just say, I want to die. And as he's saying that, Jim knows this is very high tech at the time, Griff. There was a little uh, slide up that said door ajar. He notices that. That Ryder did not shut the door properly. Maybe the seatbelt got stuck in there. I bet it's got to be the nobody's wearing seatbelts oh. in this movie. So it's back when those doors those doors were hard to shut, man. You you had to really fight them to get them. I was driving. My sister had a fucking like nineteen eighty Grand Prix. We hit a curve so hard the door flew <laughs> open while I was fucking in the car. Oh, yeah, they were hard. Yeah, I like hard. this. So yes, I can attest to that. I've I've experienced what Ryder experiences. There was a brilliant shot where they actually showed uh, Rucker, like, closing the door after he did his whole, like, little bit when he was going to get out. And then he goes, no, you're going to drive. Where you actually see the light pop up, too. So it was so good. It was subtle. But then that thing is on the dash in between them, and they're both looking right at it. So it's like, man, Rucker really just didn't want to read it. Or he just loves his games. Yeah. That's he be doesn't really, we learned that he doesn't really want to live. I mean, he's just like he's so nihilistic. He doesn't give a fuck about anything. That's See, true. Rutger, Rutger would have noticed it if he'd used the cigarette lighter in the dashboard. <laughs> yeah, you're there right. We go. There we you're go. Right. And so Jim's like, I, I, I don't want to die. And then he just fucking kicks Ryder right out of the right out of the car. He goes, manages to keep the car straight during this whole thing right. too. It's very impressive. And Ryder goes tumbling, and he's like, fuck, yeah, woo, I did it. Takes off, eat my dust, motherfucker. The celebration here was fantastic. There might have been some Stanley Kubrick directing going on where they, like, stuck this kid uh, in the car with Rucker for, like, 14 hours straight. So he really was getting a little claustrophobic with Rucker towering over him, telling him about whatever the fuck Rucker would tell you about. Because his enthusiasm here is... Very real. The tulip right. harvest. Probably a lot of talk about the tulip harvest as a young <laughs> child. <laughs> as, as a young child in, in Holland, he would have to go ha- harvest the tulips every year with his parents. Oh. Is he from? He's, he's Dutch. Oh, he's okay. Dutch. Wait, and... wait. You guys haven't been talking the Dutch part. Oh, we haven't talked much of the Dutch part. Yeah. I I didn't even know oh. he was Dutch until today. <laughs> yep. He is He is Dutch. And, and actually, he, he had his big break working in films with Paul Verhoeven. Before he came to our country and graced us with RoboCop and Showgirls. Well, wait, is that real? The guy yeah. who did RoboCop and Showgirls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he did that. He, and I, I went to you know I I think it was one of the international studies classes I took, film classes I took. They we saw um uh, was it uh, Turkish Delight, one of Rutgers' first films, which is kind of a creepy seductive comedy kind of thing. You know, it's it's European. What can you say? So yeah, Rutger was a big star before he did. He did this uh, World War II action film with Verhoeven, Soldiers of Orange, about the, I guess the three days the Dutch army were very daring. So you know, mm-hmm. so yeah, Paul, Paul, uh, you know, Paul Verhoeven, Rutger Howe, homeboys with with Jan de Bont. So you know, huh. so like, uh, so 
free and clear. I, I gotta I gotta give Ryder credit. He did wake up, Jim. Jim's bright eyed and bushy tailed now from the experience of almost dying. This is so very true. Oh, yeah. Too harsh on Ryder. Right. That, that always happens though. If you ever have a really weird you're you're feeling kinda tired and then something freaky happens on the road or you take a weird detour, your your adrenaline pumps you up for the next hour. Oh my god, yes it does. We 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 had that happen one time. We were like going to Boston. Uh, it was a college bowl team for NC State, and we we're going to play. I think I think it was at MIT. There was some tournament thing, and the original plan was we'll cut through New York City, cut across the George Washington Expressway, and we'll grab the first hotel after we get through New York City. You know, and uh, somehow we discovered they had closed the Cross Bronx Expressway, and they this was this is the late '80s, and they detoured us through Harlem. And it was weird sights all the way to get through Manhattan. And right. we were so free. It was, you know, a, a bunch of us in a red car. And we're like, oh, God, we're just victims. We're just victims here. <laughs> and and by the time we got back on the uh, the interstate, we were also fried up. We just kept going until we hit Rhode Island before we got a hotel. Oh, man. Yeah. That's so. rough. Those night drives. Ugh. So I, I relate with, with C. Thomas here or Jim. So Jim's wide awake and he's driving down the road and he sees this beautiful bucolic family. They got the boat. They're living the American dream grip. They got the boat. They got the kids shooting the little BB guns. Yeah, they got guns. They got what, what? Don't they call those the suicide seats? The the station wagon with the seats that face out the back. I thought that's what they call that seat. I don't know. Uh, Whatever. But the kids are. They're having a great old time, and so is Jim. He's like these beautiful children, this beautiful family. He's like playing around, making. Making hand gestures like he's yep. shooting a gun. Pew, pew. He's doing pew noises. And he's doing pew noises. And then we see a teddy bear. Oh. And it just pulls away. And it's fucking Ryder. It's not like he got ahead of fucking Jim. Maybe Jim stopped and slept for a couple hours. I don't know. Timeline's very vague in this movie. It's day, night, night, day. It just changes. There, there's so much as we get further along <laughs> to discuss about how these things happen. But how? There's some kind of supernatural element coming there. I, we, we were discussing this before we recorded. It might be a Fight Club thing. This might be all in uh, Jim's head. Like, Ryder doesn't exist. He's an extension of his, like, psychosis. I don't know. But he's like, holy shit. So he tries to warn. He's a good human being. He tries to warn these people. Yeah. So he drives up alongside of the two-lane highway. And he's like, fucking crazy guy with you. And they're like, oh, I can't hear you. What? And like Rutgers chewing the scenery, he's like fondling this kid. And he, he's just... yeah, he has made <laughs> such good company with his young family that he's got his arms around both the kids. He's like shoot him in the eyeballs, and then he's going over and rustling the little girl's hair, and then he pulls her in and kisses her on the head. Right, so he can be endearing. I don't know why he immediately freak got freaky on uh, Jim, but he can be endearing and loving to people because why would they? Why would a family pick? This fucking guy up. He's probably like bleeding from being thrown out of the car. Yeah, you think you'd have a fresh cut or two on you? <laughs> Maybe he was just having a dick fit before, and now he's like sated, so he's like, "I'm, I'm good." <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, how does a family with a boat pick up a guy? I mean, I don't get that. You're like, "Hey, honey, uh, you know, we got the kids, we got this, we got our boat. And where were they going with their boat? Because it's all desert, right?" That's a good point. You think you'd make the hitchhiker be in the boat or something? I was yeah. expecting him to pop out of the boat. Well, I mean, he is kind of, when you think about it, he is like the shark from Jaws in this movie, and that he just pops up out of nowhere and then disappears again. He does something freaky and then disappears. He's not like, he's not the star of this movie, really. It is C. Thomas Howell's movie, yeah. but yeah, he steals the movie. 
But yeah, I mean, he's just like this threat that just lurks. Oh, man. It's so close to being a really good Jaws comparison, but Rucker's not dead behind those beautiful blue eyes. No, he doesn't have doll's eyes. Exactly. He's got beautiful blue eyes. And so he's like, there's a fucking killer in your car. And like, why? I can't hear you. And then, well, he said it's a two-lane road, so there's a, a bus or a truck coming opposite way. He sees it the last second, second, gets clips the fucking bus, totals the fucking bumper of this car that he's this brand new car he's delivering. Yeah. And like, I was shocked the bus actually stopped. Usually in movies, when you have a near like collision with a bus or truck, they just keep going. They just keep going. Even if they oh, hit yeah. something, they just keep going. Station wagon kept going though. Yeah, that kept going because yeah. they thought he was the crazy one. They didn't think that like Rucker was. That's true. Because maybe he is the crazy one, and Rucker doesn't exist. He's not even on that that car in that oh, car. Man. I'm just saying there might be some Fight Club shit going on here. That's uh, yeah. And, and here's the other thing: he, he Jim just lost his uh, deliver in mint shape bonus. That's true. Hitting that bus like he did, so you know he's screwed now. He's not going to get his money. <laughs> I mean, he got a free ride out of it, so unless he has to pay for it, I don't think he cares that much. So, well, no, you're supposed to get paid for it, too. Right. But, yeah, so. but, you know, but who knows? Because Jim doesn't even talk about needing money, so, you know. <laughs> probably know he's a rich kid who does this for just kicks. Yeah, I think he might be. So he's like, hey, I did my best. I tried to warn these people. They're on their own. So he just continues on his 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 drive he takes off he doesn't even stop for the boss he's just like no i'm out of here he catches his breath and he heads back down the road and he's driving and then he sees that that car with the, the boat right on the side of the road oh and i feel his heartbeat just through the screen and every everything stops pulls over opens the door blood like pours out of the car yeah we're just looking at his shoes there's a lot of le- there's a lot people go on about violent gory movies. it's not there's a lot of your ma- it's like texas chainsaw massacre there's a lot to your imagination you think there's more gore in this movie than there is there's really not yeah but so he sees like this family obviously has been mutilated by Ryder. so he runs to his car Vo- he, he takes the time to not vomit in the car he's like yeah. i don't i don't want to have to clean that up yeah 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 you know i already ripped off the bumper so he vomits outside the car and nice, he's like, uh, chunky Campbell soup. And he's like, I gotta find some, I gotta like, let's get the fuck out of here. I gotta find, I, well, he's gotta find a phone, I think. He was gonna, he, he's gonna call. Yeah, he was looking for somewhere to stop and somewhere to call. And again, we're playing really into where the fuck is he? How, how is it that whenever he needs something, he drives or walks five minutes and there it is for him? <laughs> yeah. And it's always an abandoned a gas station. Always abandoned. Like, uh, are we not getting completely creeped out by that, or is that just fly over because we're looking for Ryder here? I think it's just Texas. <laughs> That's just Texas. Okay, it's just I, Texas. I like, I like those, it because because all those people, all the people who used to go to that gas station, they're on the better highway. That's my feeling. They're on the fast track, whereas oh. Jim's on the old windy road. Oh, okay. you know, he wants that. Uh, ambiance or something like that you know it's right he wants the american adventure of staring at nothing and getting chased by a psychopath with a switchblade <laughs> as we were saying everything that needs to be in front of him is right in front of him so he pulls off there's a nice little gas stage i mean they're we're assuming these are like a dust pits. storm kicks up too so there's mm-hmm. dust everywhere yeah. he, he doesn't have a duster so he's in bad shape he's in bad shape but 
just as we were saying, whenever he needs something, it's right there for him. And, of course, they're supposedly hundreds of miles apart. So it's a gas station, restaurant, uh, a, a mechanic shop and everything. It's all in one. So he pulls up in there. And uh, is is this the one where it was just like complete? It was the dust storm It was, it was totally abandoned. There was yeah. Oh, yeah. For years. And so he finds a phone. Doesn't work. And he, he turns around to leave, and Ryder's standing there holding his car keys. Yeah. And he, and he just throws them to him and then walks out. Mind games upon mind games, Griff. Yeah. So he's just, like, freaked out, but he's like, whoa, fuck. I don't like, like what's going on? Like, what is this? Like, like what I appreciate about this movie is, is that it would, this is, like, a nice, tight, little over 90-minute movie. If this was made nowadays... There'd be some kind of connection between these two, like Ryder's the father of fucking oh. Jim. They got he got like taken from him and put it up for adoption. And then we near the back, we need an hour of backstory about Ryder. No, this is nice, tight, clean. Ryder's just an evil psychopath. That's all you need to know. That's it. I mean, backstory. You know what? You know what? You get everybody does it now, and it's like. Let's let's make Willy Wonka's childhood look so bad. Remember the the stupid Johnny Depp one? No, no, we never saw. <laughs> no, well, good thing you didn't see it. But I was like, you know, I, I ended up enduring it, and I was just like, this is horrifyingly bad. And by the way, the the, the backstory ripped it off. Uh, Doctor, oh god, damn it, the, damn it! Now I gotta look it up. Jim Varney did this movie where he's Doctor Gloom, something Doctor in the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. Um, but uh, they ripped off the entire backstory from that movie for for uh, Tim Burton's film. Jeez. Okay, now I have to look up the damn Jim Varney movies. <laughs> You're ripping off Ernest. You know yeah. that's going to be a good movie. Yeah, real. So, uh, well, when you hear, you find out. Let us know. We yeah. Move on. Doctor so... Otto. Doctor Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. Oh, gee. that does not sound like a real movie. It sounds very it was, Dutch. You know what? You know what? Here's the deal. Okay, when I was working at the School of the Arts, we took over NFS, the, the, the people who used to do film distribution across the country, the ones who put the, you know, got the films, put them on reels, and mailed them, you know, shipped them to all the different theaters. I kid you not, we had 300 copies of this film in 35 millimeter <laughs> that showed up on trucks. It was so unloved. But it's the better. It's the better of uh, the two stories, apparently. It is. Jim Jim Varney, anything he touched was gold. <laughs> you know what I mean, Vern? Yep. So he just walks away from Jim, and he's just like, Jim's like, what the fuck, you know? Runs to his car. Get, uh, Jim's selling it really well, i got to say. His facial expressions here are great. He's got that gross-ass hair I don't want to look at, but you know what? Working for his expressionless face here, I love it. I'm loving this. Gets in the car, drives, keeps on driving. And, and Well, we got to mention that he sees Rucker leaving because Rucker gets in a truck, which was like a total like fucking, I, I don't know how to explain this truck, but it had like the giant exhaust pipe on the top and everything. But it looked like it was an old lady driving it. <laughs> it was like yeah. a fucking Fury Road car. Yeah. Well, it, it, well, it looks like the car. It looks like the Fall Guys truck, you know? Okay. Lee Majors, the fall guy, you know, that that's where that truck style looked like to me. <laughs> okay. But big, I just go ahead. Oh, it had the big, you know, had the big roll bar and the lamp lights on it and stuff, you know. Yeah. So it was 
you know, who, why are these people just picking up randomly Rutger Hour? You know, it's like he's so handsome. Those, those beautiful blue eyes, not like a doll's eyes, not like a doll's eyes. Beautiful eyes. And so he's, you can't help it. Well, that and you know, you got that song. Everyone's really into it. The Who's behind blue eyes, and they want to know what's behind those blue eyes. Psychosis, apparently. The psychosis. Because yes, he gets picked off. He takes off, and then Jim just wipes the sweat off his brow. He's like, "Yeah." He yells for the lady at first. He's like, "Hey, you got a psycho!" And then he's like, "No, you can deal with him." I guess I can't do much for this. So he gets back on the road. Couple minutes, and then he just gets rammed from behind. Right when he was trying to drink uh, a sip of that hot coffee, still hot because he's got that Campbell's soup can thermos. It's gonna keep it hot forever. Mm-hmm. On his crotch. Oh, that's the worst. It's fucking Rucker. He's got he now he's commandeered the Fury Road truck, and he's just slamming and just toying with this kid. Fucking brutal, dude. So. We got a nice little scene where he looks back there. He sees Rucker. He's startled again. He's like, oh, my God, this guy's back on me. And then we see Rucker pull the Roadrunner, just veer off the road, and in a dust, in a cloud of dust, he is gone. He is gone. Yeah, so I'm thinking this is a figment of uh, the psychotic kid's imagination. Right, because it's like, what the fuck is Ryder? What is he? I don't know. And I don't think we'll ever learn because we're not watching a modern movie. If we were watching a movie made in 2021, we'd know everything about Ryder. We would know way too much. We would know where he went to school. We would know where he dropped out of. We would know the first girl he finger banged. We know all that. The first so like bitch he went under. Like you said, Griff, whenever he needs a gas station, a gas station appears for young Jim. Yeah. So another one appears. And this one's got like a diner at, I guess, Tons of truck stops on this this vacant, lonely road. He figured truck truckers would do the interstate, but they like to do the back back roads as well. And he gets, he goes up. It's it's locked. It's another abandoned gas station. Another one. And he sees a phone in there. He's like, I got to get in there to talk to somebody. So I. I guess he was going back. Was he going to break the window or something? Because he found he, like an open door somewhere. Yeah, he got in through one door, then he got in through a second door, but it was like he couldn't get past the one door to get into like the shop where the phone was. So he's like going back out to his car to get something. Maybe he was getting the tire iron to break the window or something. I don't know, because what happens is Rucker inside the garage with the fucking Fury Road vehicle. <laughs> Burst through. He's a Morton rider, <laughs> and this start, he starts fucking driving over fucking gas pumps. This was apparently wasn't abandoned because they were functioning gas pumps. I again, I, I got to assume he got there and killed everybody and locked the place up. Another yeah. incredible question: Why is there all these not abandoned abandoned gas stations? <laughs> Why is it a ghost town, Joe? You know, my guess is on this one they went cheap. Only had one person working on duty, and Wrecker killed him. And that was oh. it. And as you said, locked up the place or, you know, locked up the parts he didn't want to, you know, let the, let the little boy in and uh, planted, you know, sat sat there ready for his big exit in the garage. Or they had one guy working there. He had Vinny's for lunch. And he's just destroying the bathroom. He has no idea what's going on. He walks out. Everything's because everything's fucking run over. So Jim is like sprawled on the uh, the pavement covered in gasoline oh yeah he's taking a nice gas bath rucker like stops like inches away from his head and we see him doing this maneuver again we saw him do it when he poked his head out of the car when he acted like he was gonna get out with a cigarette and he was just kind of twisting the cigarette in his hand 
Now he's just got a strike anywhere match. What happened to strike anywhere matches? I can't find him anywhere. Of course I want him. Of course I want to do the cowboy thing where I bust one out and flick it on my tooth. Like, what if I show up to Mike's wedding and, you know, some people are trying to enjoy some marijuana and I go, here you go. Enjoy that on me. Uh, well, go to the internet and see if we can find some. <laughs> you know, we used to have them in a lab. When I took chemistry lab. We had strike anywhere matches. Great! I want them back. What? 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 If that would save, I strike them off my, my fly. That would make save it Middle America. If we just started manufacturing strike anywhere matches in the USA again, sell them. I love it. It's a great idea. I'm buying a factory. I'm opening that up. You should. You know, call, you should call Jeff Daniels because he does all those. Come bring your business to Michigan. Yeah, That's true. And see if he'll uh, set you up because you're I'm, already there. I have his autograph. I'm pretty much one of his best friends, so this is easy. This is real easy. I like this idea. I didn't think about him in that light, but if he's into another guy who destroyed a toilet too, so it all comes back. It all... <laughs> man, he's a man who needs a struck match in his life. He really does. Yeah, strut, strut, strutger, power <laughs> lights this match, oh. and this nonchalantly boop drops it right on that. Fucking gasoline. And we get a nice slow-mo of Jim running back to his car. Gets into it just in time, man. It, it, it's not going to do the horror movie thing where it won't start up. And, you know, no, it, it starts right up. It gets right out of there. Whole fucking cool-ass explosion and everything. Right. Very cool. We doesn't really sound scathed because his car's on fire as he drives away. Yes. Very My favorite part is he, he freaking, he's, he's rolling his window up. Wait, why like, get incinerated? It's like, move, move, drive. Don't roll up your window. Don't worry about the window. <laughs> he's still worried about getting this car back. In one piece. He's already lost the rear yeah. bumper. He's like, I don't want it. You know, get scorched. I don't want any, the interior, the leather to get scorched. Right, right. Yeah. So mean, it know, looks like that's... fucking Ghost Rider commandeered his fucking car. He's <laughs> yeah. on flaming flames. <laughs> but he's going fast enough that they go out. And he's just like, whoa. Apparently, yeah. And uh, this is where we get our first cutaway in this movie. Like, it's been at a very even pace so far, and the first time we're just cutting to a whole new person. Bus rolls up, and it's like, where is this bus? Why is this bus traveling 5,000 miles in between all of Texas? Does panic? Texas only have gas stations? That's what I'm wondering. Yes. <laughs> just another gas station. Just another random gas station in the middle of nowhere slash restaurant. Yeah. And uh, we got we got Nash, a new character. Nash is not not like Kevin Nash, but she does have some great hair, yeah. like Kevin Nash's hair. Played by Jennifer Jason Lee, we all remember from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Was she the the girl with the boobs? No, oh, no, no. She was the girl who got pregnant by Damone. Yeah. I don't remember these characters. Oh, she was naked a lot, oh. but not the one in the swimming pool. <laughs> okay. That's the only thing I know because they fucking put it on commercials nowadays. Yeah. So yeah, she uh, she works at this gas station, Griff. Yeah, um, the little diner. So she opens up. Her her brother owns it. Her uncle works there. Yeah. Whole family business. So she goes in. She's like it's uh, like forty five minutes before opening. So she's just getting preparing everything. Yep. And she's then... smart. She immediately locks the door behind her. Right. And then Jim rolls up, and he's banging on the door. Very rude. He's like, I need to use your, your fucking phone. And she's like, we're not open yet. 45 minutes. And, and this, is the, this is it, Murray. This is him channeling. This might be. He might be a young Stingray. 
because here we get a blood curdling no and you can't like i'm i'm surprised the glass didn't break maybe that's why she comes over and unlocks the door well he does the class this is why i'm i'm really holding on to my theory that that Ryder does not exist. He's just an extension of this kid's psychosis. Cause he's like, he does a classic crazy person thing. I can't explain anything. Yeah. Just open the door. Right. I can't just say I, I dealt with some crazy hitchhiker. Please let me call the cops. Right. Or just, can you call the cops for me? He's like, I gotta be, I gotta be let in. And she's, you know, Griff, these people, these small town people, they don't, they don't, they're not from the mean streets of Detroit. Like we are. So they, they trust people. So she opens the door. She's like, all right, come on in. And he's like reeking, he's soaked in gasoline. So he reeks of gasoline. And he's just like, he, he, didn't, he didn't even say thank you. He just walks right past her and goes right to the fucking bathroom. Yeah. She's like, phone's over there. And no Southern just, hospitality. Yeah. No yeah southern really. I mean, we get a little bit of it in a moment. Well, here, she's but, got uh, it. She's doesn't. got it. He doesn't. Oh, okay. I see. I see. He, he, and he's good. Well, he's a Chicago kid, man. Well, he's my buddy. He's from the South Side. South, south Side. So he should have some Southern. Visit. Rockford, uh, from what I hear. He's going to be one of the Rockford Files. Yeah. <laughs> Hometown of Cheap Trick, everybody. Heck yeah. And so, yeah, so he, uh, he, did he make a call first before? He makes the call. The cops are, look, we're dealing with some real tough sheriff's department <laughs> yeah. here. It's like, there's so many gas stations blowing up. We don't have time to show up. It's like, nothing happens in this town, yet she's just like, you're going to have to wait an hour at least. Somebody got shot in the face the other night, and nobody showed up. You know, it's yeah. like, I thought we were in Detroit for a second there, because that would happen in Detroit. And he's like, yeah, he fucking died, because the cops didn't show up. Right. But the cops are willing. They're like, hey, where are you at? Longhorn. I will be right there. Have some burgers waiting for us. It takes us two hours to get over there. So he goes into the bathroom gym, and uh, we see that Nash is actually, her southern has hospitality taken over, because she's got... Fucking mean ass smash burger going. What the fuck is a smash burger and why should I care? That's a thing I keep seeing everywhere now. Smash burger. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. See, that they have a smash burger chain down here. We, yeah, we got a couple of them up here, but they just put like a ball of meat on the grill and smash it. Is that why it's not smash I, burger? You know what? I think, oh, wait. You know, I'll, yeah, I think so. Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea what any of these things mean because uh, why is it? I'll just look at why is it called? Oh, it's it, yes, it's because of a method of pressing or smashing meat onto a hot griddle. So instead of you know making your yeah, you know instead of just patting it out with your hands, uh, you know you're just mashing it with your uh, with your Guy Fieri uh, griddle stuff. You know, <laughs> you got to do it with a Guy Fieri uh, griddle griddle. And by the way, the, by the way, I don't think diners, drive-ins, and dives will ever show up at this little place. You know, it's just a. We'll talk about that later, why it gets well, discontinued. <laughs> if they did show up, you know it would be packed. Because oh, yeah. I've never seen them go to a place that isn't packed with people willing to tell them how good the French fries are. It's the best. And the French fries there, well, you know, finger looking good. <laughs> yeah, so she proceeds to tell... I guess the price of getting a free burger, she didn't tell him his, her his life story. Like, like, lady, I don't care who the fuck you are. I'm never going to talk to you ever again. I just need to use your phone. Can I do a little placement here? Okay. Because she prepares this burger. Jim's in the bathroom having a hooker bath. Just sponging him. <laughs> yeah. That's right, right? Hooker bath, hooker yeah. shower. 
the pits and the crotch, yeah. Yeah, I thought he got his ass up in that sink, too. Yeah, but he did. Okay. And so he's got fresh new uh, Nikes and everything. He's got fresh everything. Fresh Reeboks kicking some ass. Oh, Reeboks, excuse oh. me. He switched. He was a Nike guy earlier. <laughs> he's going to the fresh white Reeboks. Maybe he was saving them for San Diego to start his life over. New man, new shoes. You know what they say. I wish he had some L.A. gear. I think it would have worked out better. <laughs> Jesus fucking L.A. gear. Oh, boy. So while he's in having his shower, bath, whatever, she has prepared the burger and she has set it out for herself. And then she goes into the back. And so the kitchen area is unattended. And Jim finally comes out 10, 15, 20 minutes. We don't know. No, we don't no, know. We don't know. But that burger was still steaming when he comes out, so it couldn't have been too long. That smash burgers, hot for hours. Hours. That's the that's the key <laughs> to a good smash burger. Is keeping yeah. it hot for hours. And so yeah, he he just starts doesn't say thank you. Just immediately starts chowing down on this burger. It's totally entitled. And then she's like, "Well, hey, let me tell you a little about myself." Yeah, I've never left this podunk town. Nope. I'd like, well, she's like, well, she, oh, she asked him first. She, she's polite. She asked a little about him. She's like, so what do you, what, what's going on with you? He's like, well, I'm just driving this car. Where are you going to? Mm. And then it's, that's why it's, it's for to say, she goes, California, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody man. wants Hollywood. Yeah. No, I'm not like one of them. I'm going to San Diego. Yep. Home of Simon and Simon. There we go. <laughs> that's it. Was Simon and Simon set in San Diego? I, I do believe so. They had a bunch of crimes in Tijuana or something. Yeah, you know, you know what, you know what, my favorite part, San Diego is so, un, so, so unmemorable. That remember in Jurassic, that that second Jurassic Park movie where the dinosaurs supposedly attack San Diego. They yeah. they filled the entire thing in downtown Burbank, <laughs> and, and nobody cared. You know, it's like, there's, I've never seen anyone go, oh my god, that's not San Diego, that's Burbank, as if some crime was committed. It's like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> San Diego, Burbank, who cares? You know, it's like the most unmemorable place on earth, San Diego. I'll let you go to the zoo. It's true, Joan Embry. Joan Embry at the zoo, man, that's it. So, uh, yeah, she gives her life story. We hear that her brother owns this, this podunk gas station, her uncle smashes the burgers uh, yep yep <laughs> he's the burger smasher he's an expert burger smasher he's barely paying attention yeah because she's going on about how sarcasms her love language and everything and he's, his eyes are just rolling back like i've heard this before so yeah he's losing himself in these french fries and she's like i gotta go clean up in the back and so all he's right. there all by himself with these french fries and he gets done nibbling half of ginormous, <laughs> like, steak fries. You would have right. to paste steak fries together to equal the girl. Well, she doesn't normally cook. She said that. She said her uncle normally does. So these are hand-cut potato french yeah. fries? Oh, no, there's like one fry per potato at the size they made these things. I yeah. know. They're ginormous. It's like yeah. it's like that image Great. of Steven's gone gnawing the carrot size. <laughs> these ca- or carrots. These potatoes are fucking huge. Yeah. So he gets through half of it, and he's like, this is too much. i got to put it down and find a smaller, crispy one. That had to be what was happening here. Uh-huh. It had to be, because there's no other reason to drop that fry. So he drops that fry, and he finds one, and he's like, okay, this is smaller. It feels a lot crispier. It just feels right. It's already pre-ketchup, too. <laughs> <laughs> so he picks it up. And it's a f- human finger. And uh, yeah, he holds it for the camera as he's still just staring into the back. But in his oh. defense graph, they were finger length potatoes. 
finger like this. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. That's my dad joke for the evening, people. There you go. That was good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, how how do you not know when you're holding a finger versus a French fry? How out of it do you have to be to go? Hey, there's a there's a nail on my fry. I mean, none of us have had a near death Rucker Hauer experience, so <laughs> yeah. I I really don't know. I can't blame Jim here. I've actually reached for French fries and grabbed somebody's fingers when they were reaching for theirs. So I, you know, I've you had that. But they've been connected to their hand, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's like a lady in the tramp moment. It's beautiful. It, it's well, it would have been, except you know, I want a French fry. Damn it, you know, <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm hungry here. <laughs> so the cops all of a sudden show up, and he's like, "Wow, it's only been ten minutes. What's going on here?" And like, he runs out thinking he's gonna like talk to these people and go, "Hey, there's this crazy guy on the loose," and they immediately draw this Texas. So you know. They're, yeah. they're gun happy. Oh, yeah, a little bit. They're standing their ground. They are very much so standing their ground. They feel threatened. <laughs> very, very threatened. When you see a fucking molded little child coming out of a store vomiting all over himself, you're threatened. And they're, they're ready to kill, basically. And they they, they grab him. He's, he's like, whatever, you can take me. You know, yeah. he's, he's, he's complying. Right. He's trying to just talk to them, you know, be cool. You, you do what the sheriffs tell you to do. He's trying to go with that route. They frisk him, pull out a wad of cash. Can we talk about who one of these guys are? You can go, go ahead right now. I don't remember his name, but <laughs> he's the fucking killer from 10 to Midnight. So maybe he's the real killer and Ryder isn't the killer at all. Maybe Ryder's trying to capture him. I this is where I'm gonna throw out my. What's he naked? I don't remember. He uh he wasn't, but his penis was hanging out of his uh, fly. Okay. So. <laughs> so here's where I'm thinking. We're we're kind of like kind of looping through each other. Where uh Ryder was innocent, picked up the sheriff. Sheriff liked to murder people, and then framed Ryder. So then Ryder went crazy trying to get away from the sheriff who did this to or he's a deputy. So everybody's still. terrorizing everyone else? To get movie? away from murder. They're trying to pin the murders on the next person. And so they're oh. just it's just going it went the from round robin of Yeah, murder. it went from the deputy to Ryder and then Ryder's like, I gotta get this heat off me. It's like tag. It's it like it's like uh, Ice T and Dr. Dre's Ice Cube and Ice Dr. Dre's. It's like it's a deadly game of freeze tag. It's a deadly game of freeze tag, dog. <laughs> yeah. Just burning goo on their fingers, <laughs> and so yeah. We by got... the way, by the way, if we ever figure out whose finger was that in the French fries, who it's her <laughs> uncle's, maybe I don't. I, it's a good I question. I mean, Did I mean, he... it looks like a woman's finger. Has, has Ryder just been cruising around with fingers in his pockets? Sure, he's wearing a duster. A lot yeah, of right, a lot of space. That's a lot of space. <laughs> <sighs> like like Danny DeVito when he was walking around and it was always sunny and he had the uh, sausages in his pocket. Oh my god! Yeah, you gotta it. keep it there, hands free. That's it. Oh, that's so good. So uh, did did they pull out a knife that was opened out of his pocket? They pulled it yeah. out and it opened as soon as oh. they touched it because that's how Ryder likes it. Super sensitive <laughs> knives that just pop immediately. That's a switchblade. That's it's, a true switchblade. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. The, the, people think switchblades are the ones that you know shoot out. You know that they swing out like a like an automated butterfly knife kind of yeah. thing. And in fact, no, switchblades shoot out of the top of the knife. Oh, okay. out of the, out of, and that's why they're illegal. Because you just see a guy's hand, and next thing you know, a blade just shoots out of it and stabs you in the gut. 
Mm. Not that I have any experience with being stabbed in the gut by somebody with a switchblade. But I think it would go that way. Well, this blade looked like someone had used a stab because it's drenched in blood, bro. It's drenched. uh, Yeah. And they're like, that's it. You're guilty, son. How do they know what's going on? I don't know how they know. Texas cops. Texas cops. It's a sense. You know, the eyes of Texas are upon you, and, you know, they're judgmental. Oh, I thought you were going to sing the rest of the Walker Texas Ranger theme for us there. No. Oh, when the eyes of a ranger are on you, that's where the rangers will be. Oh, Walker. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they arrest them. They go, we got it. There's the evidence right there. Well, yeah, they did know about the Having other... a bloody knife just means you were involved with like a series of murders. Right. They did know about the series of murders. And he yeah. did call up and say that the murderer, and then he came out and said the murderer's in there, and they're like, "Yeah, sure he is. Murderer's right here. Right. We got him." Yeah. So yeah, and, they bring... and Nash comes out like, "What's going on, everybody?" And like, "We got us a murderer here," and she's just confused by the whole situation. <laughs> right? She's like, she's like uh, "Sure." Seemed pretty cool to me. Told me yeah. about his life story. He's driving to San Diego. Oh. Nobody going to San Diego can be a murderer. Nobody. Hollywood. Different story. Oh, Hollywood's full of murders. Exactly. Hollywood, yeah. You go to San Diego. You know what you are if you go to San Diego? A lover of animals at the zoo. That's <laughs> all you can do. Isn't San Diego like a big, like, they got like army bases there or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. That's where Gomer, Gomer Pyle. Gomer Pyle took place in San Diego? I, I think it was supposed to be somewhere around San Diego. Okay. Camp oh, Anderson. Holly. So, uh, yeah, she's just confused. Everyone's confused. They're like, well, we're going to haul you in. We, we're going to grill you. It, it, her acting in this scene, just like the look of confusion, is so perfect for these podunk little gas station towns. Their whole town is built on a gas station. Yeah. People sleep Texas oil, dude. Yeah. Texas oil. So they take him, they, they round him up, take him to the police station. They question him. He's compliant. And he's just like, look, let me tell you my story. He's got no ID on him. His wallet's missing. He's got like $20. And then he's got the pocket knife. So they're like, why don't you have a, if he you're so in one it. condom he's had since he was 15. But well, yeah, <laughs> he's only what, 18 now? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the expiration date is on condoms. That's probably still good. He's not 30 years. Either. I think it's 30 years. 30 years. Wow. Yeah. Space age. Space age, indeed. Polymers. Yeah, we know, you know, plastics never disintegrate. That's true. Yeah. Well, aren't they usually like uh, sheepskin or something? Or is that and, old school? Yeah, it's old That's school. old school. I think you still get them. I don't know why anybody want to, but. Because <laughs> uh, you want to fuck them old fashioned style. I mean, uh, <laughs> all I remember is okay, when I worked at the textbook store, for some reason we had condoms. And, and the sheepskin condoms had a warning that A, they did not prevent uh, pregnancy. Uh, you know, and so so you could swim through it. And B, uh, they weren't good for if you're trying to protect yourself from communicable diseases. What? So and you're paying either. You're, <laughs> you're 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 paying twice as much for nothing. You know, it's like what? you'd be you'd be better off just buying a roll of duct tape at this point. It's the whole. That. Then I don't even understand the point. Of, is it they? Is it supposed to be like more thinner that you would the sensation? Like I don't. know. What's the point? I guess so. It's like crepe paper. Are they ribbed yeah. for her pleasure? No, those were those were the other ones. We had those two. The French Dickler? French yeah. We, we did have one of my favorite Rough Riders. <laughs> like, Rough Riders, oh, yeah. yeah. They're like breaking those magnums. I don't know anything else about condoms. <laughs> did you stop at a truck stop on your way over here and like, check out the quarter machines or whatever no, in the just, bathroom? It's just, it's just fond memories of when I worked at the textbook store, you know. Oh, my God. 
Textbook uh, slash Condom Depot. Hell yeah, because you know what? We're full service for the students. <laughs> I was going to say, if you were at a college, that makes sense. Like, yeah. I, I, you got to have condoms everywhere. Just try yeah. to push condoms on those kids. These don't work. These don't. Buy them still for twice as I much. I wonder how many yeah. pregnancies we had because of those fucking condoms. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's play. You know, hey, who reads the box, right? Yeah, it's just. Oh, that's Babe. I, I bought condoms. I don't know. I guess. I so, guess you were, you it's know. like fucking. You putting euro meat on your dick? You know what? <laughs> oh, I got a euro for you. <laughs> At least we made it this halfway. Condom, this five-minute condom segue brought to you by Merman Industries. So yeah, so uh, he gets hauled in. Yep. And he explains the story. He's like, "Look, I'm yeah. just, I'm just driving to San Diego." Oh, that's kind of funny. I don't know how a kid like you could drive a Cadillac. Excuse me, sir. He's using his respectful, uh, privileged white kid voice to put away his uh, trashy Chicago accent and everything. Sir. Sir. Takes the pickle of his hot dog. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> shut up. I'm trying to get us off track here. Uh, <laughs> I told you three hours. Three hours, everybody. Three hours. <laughs> All right, this is a good place. This is your pa- bathroom break, this, right here. Yeah, take a pause here and get a bathroom break, because <laughs> I can't get myself together now. Fucking pickle, man! Shut up with the pickles. Hey, I can't. <laughs> Not my fault. Chicago's fucking stupid hot dogs. So, it's like, do you ever, do you ever get the hot dog? Because we there was, I don't even know what the name. Whenever I cut through, I had to fly through Chicago, which I for some reason did a couple times. And I swear the store was called Mighty Dog. It was a, uh, you know, and they had Chicago style hot dogs. And I'd always uh, eat there when I'm cutting through the airport. I, 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 I haven't had that. I've gone to some of the fancier ones, but if you listen to any smart Chicagoite, Chicagoite, Chicagoan, Chicago, Chicagoan, Chi Towners. I like to call them Chi Towners. Chi Towners, Windy Cityers. Windy Chi-towners. Cityers. Yeah. The thing you have to do is you always look for the Maybe dingy citizens. <laughs> Christ, Murray, we're sidetracked and you're still interrupting. So they say to always look for the dingiest sign. And that's your clue that the place is good. Because mm. I went to that Portello's place and it's just meh. Everybody, everybody's a... listening. Chili, mustard, and onion. Coney dog. That's it. That's now, it. If you, if, if you come to Raleigh, we have a Coney dog place in Raleigh. Uh, with the guys from Detroit, but there is also one of my favorite places. I don't even know what it's really called, but it has a sign up for it that just says "Hot Wieners," and that that's, says all you know. And it's supposedly awesome. they will beat you up if you try to bring ketchup in their store. Right. <laughs> I like the sound bring of your lambskin condoms to Hot Wieners. <laughs> lambskin <laughs> Hot Wieners. All right. all right. Interrogation. Okay. They're asking him, "Why are you driving this Cadillac?" It's a drive away, sir. You could call the company. I have the number memorized because I spent a whole summer trying to arrange this trip. Because you had to memorize numbers back, back then. then. Yeah, I, don't I even know my own cell phone number. I still, I, yeah, exactly. So uh, he, they're like, okay, we'll give them a call. They called up. It's Saturday, <sighs> closed. And then he's like, well, call my brother. So they called. They let it ring like three times. Hang up. You're fucked, kid. You're, yep. you're going to jail for the rest of your oh, life. Oh yeah, ten to midnight guy. Again, his cock is just hanging out of his jeans. You see that thing get go standing straight up at attention. He's like, I can't wait to show you the cells. They're very pretty. And they take him in the cell. They throw him in there, and he's just he's just spent. He hasn't slept in like forty eight hours. And they don't even give him a harmonica. Oh, I know. 
Their hands were tied. Their hands were tied when they were giving harmonicas. Good callback. There we go. So he he just, when you don't have a harmonica to play, what are you going to do? He's going to sleep. You're like, I guess I'll just catch up on my Z's. Mm. And he passes out for five minutes, five hours. We don't know. Time is. He's got a sheepskin condom to play with. relative. Yes. He's blowing it up like a balloon. (laughs) And uh, he gets up and he's like, oh, sir, sir. I need I need a glass of water. Yes, he I need a glass. Non, of you know, he needs non-fat milk. Not that's what he needs. That's what he needs. <laughs> oh, I do like that when they were putting him into the cell. They were like, "This kid's not a fucking murderer," so they right. knew. You're right. Yeah. So the, he he was gonna spend a, a night in the pokey, but they were gonna let him out, and they were gonna try to help him out or something. We knew that was gonna happen. Well, they were gonna wait until Monday so they could call the fucking or that. Home. Yeah, something. But they were going to hold him and maybe see if the murder still happened. Something like that. Anyways. It reminds me how irritating shit was back in the day when shit would be closed on the weekend. Like, nope, you can't get a hold of this business for two full days. Like, what the fuck? Now everything's, you know, 24 hours. Nah. But so, yeah, he, he, he says, sir. And then he leans on the door and the door of the, the, the cell opens. Oh. And he's just like, okay, well, I guess, I, I guess I'm not arrested anymore. I can leave. So he walks out. Dog just walks by the hallway. <laughs> this is creepy. This is this is some ghost shit right here. Now I'm starting to think it's the ghost of the murderer. I love the ghost. The, is the dog the murderer? Because <laughs> the dog is nonchalant about it. Walks out. He walks into the the front of the police station. Bloody bodies everywhere. Yeah. One so cop dick still out of his pants. Yeah. Ten midnight cop. Right. So it's it's, it's basically man's best friend part two. Yeah, because the dog's licking the blood off these dead bodies. Yeah. It's very sad. (laughs) But the dog definitely, he had a pace to him like it was a zombie movie. That's kind of what I thought was happening. It did feel like a walking dead thing. Yeah. So he does what anyone would do and grabs one of the cop's guns because he's like, fuck, it's Ryder. It has to be. Right. So, I mean, he checks out the horror scene. Yep, these are all very dead. Uh, I thought he tried to make a call. Maybe he did it because, uh, yeah, off in the distance, he hears that there's sirens coming. Right. So he grabs the gun, beautiful, big old magnum and everything. Oh, no, just it was a tiny little snub nose gun. It wasn't a big mag. It wasn't oh. a dirty, airy gun. Oh, okay. Yeah. Stuffs it in his pants, jumps out the window, and now he's out on foot. He just runs off. Yeah, just runs off into the desert again, looking for the next uh, gas station oasis, you know, because they're everywhere. They are. They are. It's just, it, as I say, if you go to get, go there, there's two things you find in Texas: tumbleweeds and gas station superstores. That's yes. it. That are never open. They're always abandoned. That's the thing. It's the weekend, like you said. It's the weekend. <laughs> they can't find help. I mean, it's the pandemic. They can't find help. Ooh, this does feel like it's during a pandemic. Maybe this happens during uh, what's his name's the Stand book. Yes. Stephen King's. Yeah. Maybe that's part. Maybe it's the uh, it's like the sixth hour of the miniseries. Yeah, right. So after walking for, I mean, based on the sun, 15 minutes, he happens on another gas station. He like walked over mountains and shit, and he's just at a gas station again. Right. But this one has a functioning phone, at least. He walks up to it, and he's about to make that call to his his brother. I don't know who he's calling now. Yeah, really. Who is he going to call? And then some cops roll up, and they're just, you know, they don't know anything's going on. I think they just roll up to yeah. get some snacks. gas, maybe, you know, snacks, you know. yeah. 
condoms, who knows? Yeah, and, uh, not fat milk. And they stop. Big, big gulps. Big gulps. There we go. Yeah. And Jim is so, like, his nerves are on edge. He just pulls a gun on the cops. I know. I thought he doesn't he, who to trust. I thought he was going to hide his face. Instead, he jumps out, <laughs> surprises the cops, and fucking holds them at gunpoint, gets the one cop to handcuff the other cop, handcuff the other cop. And then doesn't he, take the gun from the cop, though. No, no, that was very odd. And then he's like, here's what we're going to do. You're going to get it. You're going to get in. And the first cop slides in. And then the second cop, he's like, we're going to get in at the same time. So he wants the cop who isn't handcuffed to drive the car. And they're gonna, he's gonna, uh, Jim's going to get in the back seat while the other cop gets in the front seat. So apparently there's no gas station attendant here because you would hear this commotion and be like, what the fuck is happening out <laughs> it's here? It's another abandoned gas station. It is abandoned. It's got to yeah. be. So now we're going down the road again. He's got a cop held at gunpoint. He's sitting behind him with a gun pointed right at his back. And the radio starts chirping, and he's like, don't tell him anything. Don't tell him where we are. He's like, actually, can you give me that radio? Or no, I think he talks on it for the first minute here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's, uh, he's going to call on the cops, and he's going to try to work something out. He wants to talk through this. He wants this. to turn himself in. He's like, I'm innocent. I, just, I don't want any more violence. And the, uh, the captain is cool with that. He's like, son, just come in. We'll yeah. talk this out. I know you're innocent. And you figure, okay, this is it. They're going to do it. And then all of a sudden, bam! A fucking cop <laughs> driving the car's brain explodes. It's so great. It's, like I said, it's fucking the shark in Jaws. He just appears out of nowhere. He's got a barrel attached to him. And he just fucking kills both <laughs> these cops. And it drives fucking away. He like, gives a little smile and just takes off. Oh, my God. And, like, fucking uh, Jim freaking out, like, leaps, grabs the fucking wheel, barely survives, like, Drives off the road. Yeah, they he flips over and everything. Just, I love this. I love how they like give you a minute to ease up. Even Jim has a nice big breath of fresh air. He's like, I think that I think it's gonna be okay now. I've got cops with me. I'm gonna be safe. And then out of nowhere, just fucking slaps him in the face with the murder, and we're back on. Or that never happened, and Jim shot both. The- Right. Um, Joe? I you know what? The question is how did he know where Jim was? Except maybe there's just one road that goes through Texas. We've only seen one road. He's constantly he's just going from gas station to gas station. That's all they're doing. So he knows. Yeah. He's like, that's the next gas station. That's where Jim will be. Right. I mean, maybe if this really is a purgatory, I have to imagine he's on like some little tiny planet with the one road and he's just going around. And around, and that's how right. That's how Rucker knows where he's at all the time, because Rucker knows his planet. This is his planet. This is his domain. It's like Hellraiser. So <laughs> he's run out of gas stations, and so he just wanders off into the desert. And he contemplates suicide because he's like, "I can't stop this guy. He's superhuman. He's fucking Jason." Yeah, he's more human than, than a human. Yeah, I ju- I just all think Jim really Rucker Hour movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jim Jim just doesn't seem to have his life, you know. He doesn't seem to have a direction in his life. Well, yeah, if your big goal in life is just to drive to San Diego, is that your dream? You're leaving Chicago for San Diego. Okay, you don't have any direction in your life. You just want to go see animals. Exactly. Just want to go to the zoo, see if Joan Embry's around. Because, I mean, it was the 80s. She was still alive. Just as, She's dead? I don't Joan know Embry. if she's still alive. I mean, now, now we gotta look her up. Oh damn! 
<laughs> so, you know, I think she's tired. You know, you but, know the problem. She well, I know she retired at one point and was like living on the play. Oh, here we go, Joan Embry. And uh, <laughs> take your guess right now. Joan Embry <laughs> is seventy-two and still alive. Oh, thank God. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so Jim's just about to eat a bullet when he sees off in the distance another gas station. <laughs> so there's hope. Like an oasis in this desert of gas stations. He does grab a handful of dirt and throw it in his hair for some reason. Uh, well, yeah, he has wits then. Well, he's been acting alongside Rucker, who's just improving all over the place. So you think it's it some like gamesmanship? Like he's trying to. I, yeah, I, I think he it. was. I yeah. think he was trying to take one out of his. He book. was like thinking, what would Rucker do? And Rucker's like off on the side, like I would never. Do or that. he was remembering his time as the Soul Man. Or is that the movie? And he was yeah. trying to oh. make him look darker in tone. <laughs> yeah, maybe disguise himself. Wishing, wishing he had those pills and was back at Harvard Law. So it goes up to this diner slash gas station. That's all they have. That's all they have in Texas. Diner slash gas station. Yep. And it's an old guy named Roy. Yeah. He's yeah. He, he he's actually there. He's yeah, tending actually, it. And serving people. Yeah. Yeah. Until he disappears later. But he's there. <laughs> and he, this is a great. This is like a long Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> it's really good, and yeah. it's got all that great Twilight Zone yeah. vibe. It's just and this longer. is available for free on YouTube, so you guys should listen. Well, should watch watch this. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he sees off this old couple that are probably there every day. They have lunch there every day. See you. See old Roy. What he's up to? Oh yeah. He's like son, you don't look too good. What's going on with you? He's like, oh, I've had a hell of a day. Get coffee. Give me some coffee. I can they brew the pot brewing there right there. Oh, that's right. So he just goes off, disappears, goes because he's because because like I said, this is fucking Jim psychosis. So when you're not, you disappear when you're not in his like you're he's not thinking about you. You cease to exist. Yeah. So Roy just disappears and he sits down. He's like, I got to sit in a booth. I got to have my back against the wall. That's right. And, and he's he, got to be able to see outside too. He's able uh-huh. to see right outside. Right. And. And then uh, he just like cups his face is in his hands and he's like and then <laughs> guy it's fucking Rucker he just has a seat right across from him mm. Jim he's ready for him now he just pulls points the gun at him underneath the table and then Rucker just puts a master class with this scene the 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 face the beam the everything his murky his, his eyes face. are just like like moths love these eyes because they're just so <laughs> illum- luminous. That's why he gets picked up. Why why can hitchhike and never ever have anyone turn down his thumb? Oh no, exactly. Yeah. And it's like Mel pointed out last week about Rucker Howard. Even when he's like like mischievous, there's a malevolence coming off of him. Yeah, there's this darkness. Love it. And he's just smirking the fuck it. He's like he doesn't care if fucking Jim shoots him. I mean, let's think about this because apparently they did like a, I think it was Ted Bundy uh, documentary series. And people are like, we fucking love Ted Bundy. He's a beautiful man. Who cares if he slaughtered people? I'm still kind of think he's, I could get him. I could get beautiful him to switch. People don't, don't commit crimes. Rucker's got that same effect yeah. to him. He's just, yeah. you just stay, you get lost in that fucking deep ocean eyes. And Ryder's like, there's no bullets in that gun. You didn't even check, you fucking oh. idiot. Oh, it's so good. He's like, I left that gun for you. And he's just, and then he's like, and I got a gun too. And then he's like, put, makes his hand into like a gun underneath and plays the little footsies with him underneath with his gun. And that freaks out fucking Jim. And Jim starts to, he's like, I didn't even go like, bam, or something like that. I think he might have, He, I think he like hit the, uh, struck the table or something, just something to really freak Jim out. 
And so Jim starts trying to unload the gun. And it's just click, 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 click. I like how he did that. <laughs> you can hear it, and his his the life is just draining from his face. And you This next part, you know damn well this is a rocker. This was not in the fucking script. Because he gets a couple pennies. Well, Jim, Jim is like, like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm going? He's shaking. He's in a catatonic uh, state. Yeah, he's in shock. Yeah, well, you, you, you want to take this, Joe? Yeah, well, I mean, he has, he has no, you know, he's just completely freaked out because I think he thought, oh, I've got the upper hand now, and nope, you've just been, you know, Riker's little toy the entire time. Right, he'll never get the upper hand. No, there is no upper hand for him to get. He has no and, hand. And and then yeah, as you said, you know. He's just Jim, you know, as soon as the, and, and I mean, there's this weird sexuality that Rutger is bringing to this role that, you know, you know, it's funny because there were two other actors they wanted for the role. And uh, the only person, I, I guess they had sent it off to, oh, crud, now I lost everything. Um, but the, the first person that they really wanted to get that they got the script to was, um, you know, was, was, uh, uh, Terrence Stamp from uh, Priscilla Queen of the Desert and stuff, and uh, and Superman too. Zod, Zod would have been oh, messing with him. I know that. Okay. Stamp got the script and never returned. Uh, you know, never returned it. Basically, he was like, "Okay, this is too much for me." And then the other person they tried to get was Sam Elliott, and uh, they couldn't match Sam's money. I wouldn't have liked Sam in this role. And I don't think either of those two guys would have done Rutgers. Just weird weird vibe he was giving off no. i don't think sam would have been able to get into this character as well as rucker does rucker's just too good he can do yeah. a lot more with a smile sam's just a, a mustache so the only the only equivalent to rutger hauer might be klaus kinski oh i think i think, I I think klaus klaus could take things just in weird directions yeah and i, I think like rutger him. had it too but but the thing was i think we can we we, we sit there amazed at rutger because of those sweet blue eyes yeah whereas exactly. whereas kinski were like why aren't you running <laughs> yeah so here we are we got we got fucking jim trembling why are you doing this to me and rucker doesn't even bother to say a whole lot here no because instead he grabs, pulls two pennies out of his pocket, licks them, and then pops them right onto uh, Jim's eyes. Yeah, like th- we, we don't even know what he's doing here because like he they're blocking it all off and everything. You just see him licking pennies, <laughs> cradling uh, Jim's face with his hand, like he's a little baby. And, and yeah, then and then we finally like he pulls off back, disappears again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, he leaves a little package for him. He's like, thank oh. you. He does leave yeah, a little yeah. package for him, and we're just left looking at Jim, like head tilted backwards with these little Abe Lincoln's, because Abe Lincoln got assassinate. Wait, no, it's no. because they would put coins on dead people's eyes for the for the ferryman in oh. the afterlife. So that's yeah, yeah. dead. It's basically saying. Oh, oh, I see. I thought it was a reference to Penny on Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> you claymation dweeb i will destroy you i forgot rucker does say something before he leaves you're a smart kid you'll figure it out do your research kid do your own research and then he pushes a little it's like a handkerchief he pushes across and then just walks back and disappears and then jim opens it up and it's like a bunch of hollow point bullets 
probably that were in that gun. I don't know why cops had hollow point bullets, but yeah, it's Texas. It's Texas. Texas. It's Texas. That's a good point. So So a bus pulls up. Yeah, bus pulls up, and Roy walks out. All this happens just right after. (laughs) Really weird. And so he, uh, Jim, hightails it into the bus. He's like, I gotta get out of here because what happened is what he doesn't have his car anymore. I guess the cops. Yeah, Jim's been on foot for a while. He's at the police station. Yeah. And so he just gets down there and hides in the bathroom because he doesn't have a ticket. Yep. The somebody they, they stop for literally one minute for a meal or something. We <laughs> like don't okay, okay. Break. I'll give them a break here. Because everyone on the bus, there's like ten people on the bus. They go inside to have a nice meal. Well, one guy's doing his taxes. One guy does sit down, <laughs> he's got a full on like little teller machine, and uh-huh. he's punching all of his numbers in there. Uh, and uh yeah, we'll get into another character who happened to hop on. So there th- there is one road. And it is a tiny planet of circles. This is a Twilight Zone episode. It has to be. And so, yeah, he gets in the bathroom. He's crying. He, You're like, oh, my God, is he thinking about suicide again? Because he's loading up the gun now. And he's just he got teardrops falling on his hands. And then he just sits there. And he's just stewing. And whatever that smell is, I don't want to know what that smell is. But he, he doesn't know what to do with himself. So all the people got off the bus. Who knows? Maybe it was a minute. Maybe it was 10 minutes. <laughs> As soon as the tax man got done, they get back on the bus. Okay. And uh, they, they're heading down the road. He feels that it's moving. So now he's, like, peeking his way. He's like, can I sneak into a seat without anyone noticing me? And, pe- you know, pops well, into the back row. No, he's still in the bathroom. And then Nash is on that bus. She's, her work shift's over, so she's driving home. And so she's like... Vinny's got to take a dump. He's like, I'm not going to wreck my toilet at home, so I always take a shit on the bus. You know, you're not supposed to shit on the bus, people. You know, no, no number two on the bus, man. No number two on the bus. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah that's the, that's like when you rent a you rent one of those little RV things. Right away, first thing you got to tell everybody: no number two on the bus. <laughs> we will pull off. That's what rest stations are for. But she's just like, like I said, I'm not ruining my bathroom, so I don't care who this is in mine. So she goes in there, and then Jim's in there, and he grabs her, and then she's like, "What the fuck? What you know what happened?" And he's just like, "You're not gonna believe me, but you know." And she's like, "Oh, I kind of do because you're so cute. I do believe you. You're you look like Ted Bundy. That's right." And so it's Stockholm syndrome. She's automatically in love with this the kid. Same, he's a little dangerous now. The same thing that Rucker gets away with, Jim's getting away yeah. with. Is this a Fight Club thing? And you notice Jim's wearing a, a leather jacket now, so he's kind of cooler now. Oh, oh so my goodness. He's getting closer to a duster. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's going to dust her. And so she believes the story. She's Flair her. She believes the story. The bus ride from hell. <laughs> and any, any bus ride's a bus ride from hell, by the way, if you've ever been on bus. And so... They just she agrees, like I guess to help him out, or whatever. So they they just sit on the bus with each other. They play cool. They play get cool. about five miles down the road when more sirens. Jim just can't get away. Everybody's supernatural. How are the cops finding out about? Why do they know he's on this bus? <laughs> How come you don't hear anyone yelling? I play playing that. I see something that starts with an S game. Oh yeah, I spy. I spy. Yeah. I spy yeah. and sirens. Yes, yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a serial it's, killer. Serial killer whole, starts with this. Movie is in Jim's head. I've, I've, we've we've cracked the case script. That's got to be it. Everything is so supernatural. About everything this. is supernatural. So I think, over. You know what happens? You know what might happen? You know that scene in the beginning when he starts to nod asleep. 
Yeah. What if this movie is basically takes place from the minute he nods to when he smashes and kills himself on the side of the road? I, I'm 100% on board with this theory. Yeah. Well, you pointed out, Joe, that uh, this movie is the greatest driver ed movie of all time. It is. It is such a. It's everything is. I shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. You know, and he I, does. I feel kind of ripped off. I'm a little younger than you. I didn't get to see. Did you get to see the full on gory like Driver Ed movies when you took Driver Ed? Um, we saw one from you okay. know the was it the Ohio State Highway State Highway Patrol things. Um, you know, I've seen I've seen a bunch since then. I've got probably a collection of them on disc somewhere. But uh, you know, because the story, you know, the story about those films are no, the guy who made them would drive around with the highway patrol and he would show up at wrecks and film the wrecks and who's dead and stuff or Jeez. injured or whatever. And then he would go off and get the car that was wrecked and dress kids up like the kids or where the people that were in the wreck. And and then he'd do the, the preceding part to the wreck with the people dressed up like the people who'd got messed up in the wreck. For fuck. Oh my God. Yeah. So it was like recreation snuff footage. Yeah. You, You'd think you'd be a little offended if you were the family of the people that are being used in these movies. They they probably had no idea because they all had driver's license by then. <laughs> or they were dead. <laughs> it's like... There we go. So yeah, so uh the cops tell oh. tell uh tell uh Jim to get out. Well yeah, they pull the bus over. They're Jim... furious because they think Jim killed the cops. Like, yeah. You killed my friends, motherfucker. Right. I'm staying on my ground. And Jim, he he gets right back. He gets right up, and he's telling Nash, "This this has to end. Whatever happens to me, it's got to end right now, right here." So he opens the the bus doors. He tosses the gun out as the cops instruct him to. They say, "Slowly come out." He does exactly everything the cops tell him to. Right. But they want to. This guy lost his his best buddy was the guy with his pulls his dick out of his pants. The, the ten yeah. to midnight guy. It's his favorite joke. Right. He's always ribbing. Don't sell. <laughs> Don't sell. And and for those at home, the the, the actor who's Trooper Hancock, and Henry Darrow, he was in High Chaparral. And, and it, it all comes around Hancock. 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 There so, you go. So he so he wants he wants uh, um, some uh, plausible deniability. So he goes wipe that spit off my wrist. And he's like, what? Because he wants fucking Jim to wipe, look like he's going for his gun, and he'll have a justifiable homicide. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's falling for that. It's like, I didn't, I, my mouth's too dry. I didn't spit. <laughs> and Nash comes out. She's like, hey, she's got the gun that she picks up the gun that Jim dropped. Yeah, it was just at the, right outside of the bus doors. And she, he's too cute to be a killer. I think he's innocent. Perfect accent. Hey, man. Voice of a generation over here, everybody. Voice of God. I'm telling you, you know what? You know what? You know, you can make money replacing uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's dialogue in other movies when she doesn't want to, you know, when she doesn't want to say cockroach and stuff like, you know, some actors do to, you know, the TBS version of her films. I've been pushing uh, his audio on the State Farm people. I want you to replace J.K. Rowling Rowling or whatever his name is. (laughs) The bald dude. J.K. Simons. J.K. Simon, I want you. Oh, yeah. Hey, he's from Detroit too, so it'll just. Uh, oh shit! So yeah. it's not even going to be you steal it; it's going to yeah. be a handshake. Hand me, yeah, hand me down. You know, you yeah. know, it, true. Okay, okay. Here's my true story about J.K. Simon. I had a friend of mine who was working on the closer with him, and she had no, she had no clue he was in Oz. 
And she, I can't remember, she was like one of the assistant director, you know, the assistant director thing on the show. And so I told her, I said, oh, you've got to, you know, oh, you, you're working with him. you got to watch Oz. you got to watch Oz. So that weekend, she sat down and watched a couple episodes where he's uh, uh, the, the Nazi, the head Nazi in the prison, the Aryan Nation guy. Oh, she could not look at him the next day when oh. she showed up on the set. She was so in fear of him. I was like. I felt so bad, but I was like, you, you, it's such a great performance as Vern Schillinger. And I'm like, you gotta know, oh God, and just, uh, you know, I might as well have just thrown a police report at her, you know, <laughs> like, this is what he did to the other people. <laughs> so there you go. Brushes with brushes. Yes. Don't so, let him, don't let him, don't let him tattoo a swastika on your ass, whatever you do. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Nash tells the cops to drop their guns. Yeah. I'm taking them. They jump in a cop car and take off. Yeah. And of course, the cops are immediately in hot pursuit. Immediately. And the cops have multiplied at this point. There's like nine cop cars now. But uh, it whittles down to two after five minutes of driving. Four of them have to stop. They probably had videos this afternoon or something. Right. Had to, they had to get some coffee. Or right. coffee. Yeah, there we go. They, they stop by another one of the gas station diners and yeah. like, that's my favorite. I got to stop here. Yeah. Right. Got to get a bag of donuts. So now we're just left with two cops. Jim's like, them. shoot the motherfuckers. He's like, I'm not shooting anybody. Jim's trying to get them to shoot. Nash is trying to do the smart thing and like radio in. And she's like, we're going to go see Riley. Who's Riley? I don't know. Is it her uncle? Maybe. But she's like, we're going to go see Riley. It's all going to be good. I'll radio in and say we're coming to the station. But the, the, the dispatchers are just like, no, motherfucker. Our hands aren't tied anymore. We're murdering your asses. <laughs> right. So they're literally firing at these guys. You know, they they don't put like a strip across the no. road to fucking th- no, they're, they're going to murder. Yeah, these they're guys. not shooting at a tire. They're shooting for heads. So, in oh, a yeah. way, uh Jim is justifiable in saying, "Can you please shoot them back?" A little bit, yeah. And she's like, uh, "I'll try." Typical broad. As soon as she opens the fucking window, she drops the gun. <laughs> Oops. And he's like, "God damn it." So they they're just driving down the road. Cops are now on each side of them. So he does the move where he slams on the brakes and lets them shoot each other. Perfect. Perfect oh, execution. And we I don't know how they did this stump. It was pretty fucking cool because yeah. both the fucking cars like flip over. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was it was it was it was uh you know, it just looked like uh, you know, one of those things you see in Evil Can Evil Thrill Show. Joey Chitwood Hell Drivers kind yeah. of action. It was I so mean, cool. And it's so in slow mo, so you see the tumble. It's like Evil Knievel when he tried to jump Caesar's Palace. You're just watching these cars tear themselves apart with each time they flip. Oh, it's and, and the best part was there's more. Yes, because apparently the cops got a 9 11 budget because they get they invested in a helicopter. <laughs> so we got a chopper, and that just discuss the level uh, the 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 uh, level of fair play that Ryder has. He's like. That's out of line. I have to intervene now because Ryder is on a parallel road watching all of this. Not road. He, (laughs) this truck that he got is very fortunate because it is made for off roading. It's fucking. It's a Fury road car. It is a Fury road car. Fall guy. Fall guy truck. Man, he's there. There. Yeah. Fall guy truck. So, and I love the 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 the, the grin on Larry Rucker's face. He's got a cigarette dangling. He just nonchalantly just starts shooting at the helicopter. 
shoots it out of the sky. Yeah, I think the only thing that'd be cooler is if he just got out of a mirror, reflected the light, <laughs> blinded the pilot, and then the pilot crashes. But hey, I love him just little handgun shoots out a fucking helicopter. I love it. Loved it's, it. So it, that's an... go ahead. I'm just saying it. It it basically you're sitting there thinking, oh, this car flip, that's good, and then you get that chopper going down because Rutger is that badass that so you can shoot down choppers with a handgun. Right, and like the Jaws shark, he just drives away. He just goes off. He's like, I'm disappearing again. That's right. Cloud of dust. Thank you, masked man. <laughs> And Nash actually notices him, too, because they both notice him driving off. And Nash is just like, why did you pick that man up? And he's like, well, you haven't seen his eyes yet. (laughs) They ain't like a shark's eyes. Now that's fucking up my theory, then, because she can see Ryder. I don't know. Maybe Maybe she's not real, either. Oh. How does she end up on the bus he ends up on? This is why you listen to Golden Globus Theater. You don't hear these theories anywhere you don't. else. I mean, no. it's not. Has, has it been a full day since she started working at? The, I guess it was, but but yeah. I mean, it's it's the next day, and she's on the bus again. Time, well, that, that's the thing. Time is relative in this movie. It's, it's just you know, it, what like, sort of shift does she work? What, what sort of shift does she work at her day? You know, at the restaurant there. Oh, yeah, Much like a day. dream. You have a dream where it's like you feel like it's five hours. You wake up, it's five minutes later. It's yeah. just this is psychosis, dude. It's, psycho- it's a dream. This is a David Lynch movie. Illusions. This yep. is the the road in at the end of Twin Peaks. You got to get to the right telephone pole, and then the portal opens up, and then you're at a weird motel, and then you bang Laura Dern. Speaking of weird motels, they find a weird motel, girl. Oh, yeah. And Laura Dern's going to be <laughs> here? Walking, after walking through the desert again for five minutes. Yeah. Yes. Went through the desert on a horse with no name. And they find this hotel, truck slash truck stop, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they just collapse on a bed. I was waiting to see the tulpas. The what? Tulpas. Okay. That's what they called it in Twin Peaks, when they saw the doubles of each other. Tulpas. I thought you said tulpas. I was like, tulpas. is that like a lot lizard? That's a so... lot lizard that, that charges twice as much going, coming <laughs> and going. So this is where she's just like, why did he pick that guy up? Yeah. He's like, I just wanted to be a nice guy. This guy was in the rain. I wanted to help him. And he's like, obsessed with me. He's obsessed with me. And she's just like, he's like, well, I'm going to call my daddy. No. No calls. That would make too much sense. Don't <laughs> yeah, do it. Really? I didn't get this. Like, is he tracing phones? <laughs> he can find you. He gets you. The cops know where you are. Everybody knows where you are. Why? Well, you- shit, dude. If I experienced as much shit with this guy, I would be thinking that, too. Like, no, he can't trace phones with his mind. <laughs> yeah, so don't fucking use the phone. So he's like, look, I got I All I've had is a hooker bath from the past 48 <laughs> hours. I need a real shower. Yeah, he, he like, lays on the bed because Nash is like, can I lay on the bed by you? And he's like, okay, that's fine. That'll be okay. That'll be okay. I consent. And uh, just being around him and his stinky gas hair and dirty hair and everything, she she passes right out. And he thinks that it's safe to go take a shower and she's right. not going to, like, wake up and make a phone call or anything. Mm-hmm. So he takes, like... An hour-long shower, five minutes. Time is relative. It was good steam. He got a good steam going. It's one of those. It's one of those hotels. Look, look. When you go to a hotel and you got nothing to do, you just sit there and you take an hour-long hot shower because it's not your hot water. You got to contemplate life too. You gotta, I mean, yeah, you got to make the money. Back. This isn't Murray's bag for sure. <laughs> like he, you know, he needs to be in the the fucking uh, 
uh, uh, Tango and Cash shower because he can't be in a confined area with water on him. It's too oh, much like a yeah, death- I can't be in a casket with water on me. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so he's taking a shower. She wakes up. It's like, I'm going to call my daddy. She calls, makes that call. That sets off the fucking alarm. It, she was right. Because mm. Ryder picks up on that telepathically. <sighs> and as soon as, soon as she puts her head down to go back to sleep, he's looming over her. All right. All right. He's is like Candyman. The- yeah. Is Maybe this that's be- it. Is this the best creep of the movie? It's pretty good. It's, like, go ahead, Joe. I mean, it's 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 got to be the best little moment of, you know, what the hell is this guy up to? I just I love it so much because it's like the camera guy is on the ground and he just swings the camera slowly over to the door and then you got this giant fucking menacing blue eyed beautiful blonde haired man just standing there, but he's not looking to just helicopter his dick. He's looking to. He's looking for some tenderness. Like he, some... he wants love. I mean, that's yeah. what he wants in the end. He wanted some love from, from C. Thomas Howell. He didn't get it. So C. is he supposed to be gay? Were they saying gay people are evil in this movie? Like, well, this was the 80s. So that I could know. Be, that's, yeah. yeah. That could be a theory. It, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, but then again, he, he wasn't all the way. So, you know, maybe Man. it's people who just won't. Maybe it's people who just tease you. Yeah. That are evil. No, they are He evil. teases them all because he's teasing everybody. It's true. Yeah. But it's like maybe Jim, who's met Nash twice and doesn't seem very interested, despite the fact that she's very attractive and attracted to him, he's not getting down with her. Maybe it's because he is gay and Rucker is his gay feelings that he's trying to run away from. You know what I think we could tie this film into? What? Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Oh! This, this might be be the hitchhiking version of Nightmare on Elm Street 2, where nobody was told this was what it's supposed to be, except for probably Rutger. You know, <laughs> like I think Rutger made it that way. You you do so that. I mean, thriller. Okay, I'll tell you. I, I, when I was in film school, we had to do this project, and it was just this dumb little script about two people and one guy's moving away. And I told one of the guys, I said, I took him aside and I said, "You got to play your character like you want to sleep with this guy." And you, but you can't say it. And and it, you know, and 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 everybody enjoyed the scene. You know, I was like, what the heck happened? I mean, I think Danny was in the class, Dan McBride at the time. You know, and they're all, how did you do this? Why did you make it so much different than what we were expecting? And I, I, I refuse to tell him. I'm telling you now. But you know, maybe that's the thing. Redker's like, I'm going to play this character this way, and I'm not telling anybody until they stare in the editing room and go, oh crap, this is great. What the hell? You know, it's like, and maybe that's what he did. He just went, you know, just stealth rogue thing. I love Classic it. Classic Rucker move. Exactly. Classic you know, Rucker. As soon as you, Rucker. You know, you don't notice it on the set, but when you cut the scenes together, it's like, wow. It's like his imaginary boyfriend who's <laughs> right? really into the roughness. Yeah. You know? All right. So Ryder just gently spoons Nash. Yeah. And again, she goes right along with it because right. she's into Jim, and that's who she right. thinks it is. She reaches over because he's got a big, big old mitt. She should have known right then that it wasn't right. Jim. Cause she had those light, delicate paws of a, C. Thomas. Of a, of a child compared to this man. Yes. And so she reaches over her shoulder, and she touches the hand because she's looking for a little— she needs something to help right. stable, stabilize her in this stressful moment. 
And then she feels his hand. It's just covered in blood and like random bandages, little rings of tape. It's like, oh, does he keep his blade in there? What's going on? It's fuck yeah. And then she and then he covers her mouth. And then we cut away to Jim back in the shower, and he's getting dressed, fully dressed by the way, yeah. shoes and everything. <laughs> well, he's well. We said he might be gay or he might just be really uptight. Like he's never been a woman alone in a room, so he's like. I'm going to shower fully clothed. Don't worry about me. <laughs> I mean, you know, he Jim Jim would have been alive today if he'd asked her, or not Jim, but her, she wouldn't have gotten abducted if she just said, let's shower together. That's, well. You know, I mean, it's an educational film. If you're being chased by a psychopath who just won't stop and mysteriously appears, do not split up, even if you have to take a shower. True. They sh- they should have shared that shower, and it's Jennifer Jason Lee, so you know, yeah, she'd probably be up for sharing a shower in a movie. You know, she's not gonna go. Does my character really need this? She's gonna say, uh, "It's gonna be warm water, right?" You know, <laughs> that's gonna be it. <laughs> well, even if she was against it, Rucker would talk her into it. He's like, "Look, this, this looks at her. She's like, I'll do it." Yeah. <laughs> so out, and it's all good. <laughs> Rucker's like, "I'll work the camera. Don't worry about it." <laughs> do you want to be in the shower with me or Jim? So Jim is just about to open the door. Here's the the TV go off. And he told her to not put the, you know, they charge you if you use the TV. That's right. Not turn that on. And he walks out. So you know something's wrong. He grabs, he rips the fucking towel holder off the wall. He rips the towel, yeah, towel rack off. Perfect weapon. Mm -hmm. Opens the door and he sees that she's gone. And it's like, has this been, how long has the shower been? Like, what's the time of this? Because three hours. Three hours. Well, then this makes sense how Rucker set up the next scene because I'm like, has it been two minutes? How did he do this? Because he walks, he runs out looking around. We get a jump scare. It's the cops. It's that captain that he was talking with on the Estridge. Estrogen. And he's just like, son. Like, what's going on? I was like, son, you need to talk to this boy. You better go with us. And we see, we, 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 the red truck stop now. Yeah. And we see the Rucker has, uh, Nash tied to like like a, her arms are tied like a trailer or something. Yeah, it was, and, a, it was a park trailer, and, and her then feet are tied to the the truck that he's in. Right. So Rucker is just in there smiling his little ass off, and uh, you know he's just revving the engine and everything, just letting everyone know he's doing the Trump thing, pumping uh-huh, his fist. Yeah. You know, he's having all fun. He's a yeah. little child. This is like this is like his uh, greatest work. He's an artist, and like. Uh, Jim's like, just shoot this motherfucker. He's like, son, we shoot him. That truck rolls. His foot goes off the clutch. She's going to be a rip in half. He wants to talk to you. Talk about a Chicago pickle. <laughs> and <laughs> he gets in the cab with Rucker. Oh, man. There's... Rucker's so damn good in this movie, man. Yeah, the cops are like, we're not going to negotiate this. He's only willing to talk to you. <laughs> You go do this. You put your life online. He has a gun too. But go in there. And he does. Jim gets in there. He's you know, he feels obligated. She gave him a smash burger earlier in the day. <laughs> oh jeez. French so, fries, man. It's the French fries. Yeah. And he's sitting there, he got a gun like on the seat next to him, and, like hands it to Jim. He's like, shoot me. Wait a minute. No, those were not French fries. Those were freedom fries. And you could tell by the way you could choke on them. Yeah. He's Shoot like, him. Yeah. He's like, put the gun to my face and squeeze. 
And Jim, does, he, he wants to do it, but it'll, it'll kill Nash because he'll, you know, yeah. his foot will fall off the brake. Right. He, Estridge told us that. He's like, I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. And then you see the look of disappointment on Ryder's face. He's just like, this guy's so bitch made. Yeah. He's like, you useless piece of shit. And then we just fade to black. He just fucking slams on the fucking gas. We hear that ripping noise. Oh, it was nasty and Nash screaming out. But it wasn't. That's the power of imagination, Griff. We don't see anything. But we're I remember I remember Siskel and Ebert going ape shit about that scene. Really? Oh yeah, they hated this movie and they hated that. There's Jeff or Jason Lee died getting torn apart. And all I keep thinking is now you go, oh wait, wait, when Mel Gibson gets torn apart at the end of Braveheart, you give him Oscars. But Jennifer Jason Lee, oh, oh, it's so bad. And you didn't even see anything, as you said. Right. Because what this is ballsy cinema graph because most movies wouldn't have the balls to do that yeah. they'd be like no the female lead's gotta live right yeah. no she doesn't and she no. does movie pony boy doesn't stay golden pony yeah. boy doesn't stay golden this film he lets her so, down we just fade to black we're in a police station now a rider's been arrested he let himself be arrested he didn't he, you know he's, he's fine and we, we see a cop cleaning up uh, Jim. Even though he just had a shower, why does he need to be cleaned up again? I don't know. Right, right, right. And they're like, well, you know, we, they, we, we, now this is where we get an hour of the backstory of John Ryder. Yeah. If they, it was a movie made nowadays. Oh, yeah. no. They, this already is basically um, what gave us the Joker scene in the Batman Dark Knight or whatever it was. Yeah. This is what gave it to us because Rucker was so powerful in this. They were like, we got to do this. Uh, you know, what's his name? The dead guy. He was a big fan of Rucker. He says, yeah. I want to recreate this with the Batman. So that's why we got that scene that everybody loves. And you see in memes. Every- you don't see this fucking scene. <laughs> the you Genesis. Now, because thanks to us. Thanks to us. Yeah. The yeah. Genesis of the fucking Batman, uh, you know, scene. So anyways. So he's like. We ran his fingerprints. Nothing. We don't know what his real name. He won't say his name. Was have, was Rucker in the Spartan Squad? He might have been. He might have. Yeah, I think G- you're uh, Bennett. <laughs> the Spartan Squad, like uh, the, the gay connection. <laughs> I don't. The the fact that he disappears gay and reappears with a particular set of skills usually wind <laughs> up in the Spartan Squad. Yes. Yeah. And. Who could resist those eyes and that hair? Oh, okay. okay. He's all about it. He's all. You know what? I I think he's probably so deep they don't even want to talk about him in the other part. Oh man, they're I, jealous. I think, they're yeah. jealous of how good he was. Yeah, I don't think we're dealing with the super phenom guy. I think he's just uh, a supernatural guy. He's just phenomenal. He's a Spartan Squad guy. Good. I- Makes sense. Like if I had if I had a uh, uh shit commando two, it'd be going after Rucker. Mm-hmm. Think about that. You get fucking. Oh my god! I can't. I'm sorry. I'm gonna lose track if I start thinking yes, about that. We're in the home stretch. Home stretch, everybody. So they take Jim into the the two way mirror room so they can watch the interrogation. He's not fucking Rucker's just catatonic. He's not saying anything. Oh yeah. And Jim's like, I want to talk to him. Well, yeah, the the guy interrogating him, he's just slamming his fist on the table. What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? And Rucker is not cracking a fucking smile at it. 
just in there. And then Jason, or Jason. <laughs> Jason. Let Jay names him. Yeah, Jim is just behind the two-way mirror, and he goes, John Reiner. And for <laughs> somehow, Rutger and his super abilities, he hears that and turns towards the mirror a little bit, so you just get the crook of his eye, like the side boob effect of just, like, his glare. It was so beautiful, so perfect. And, yeah, the, does he say, I want to go in? Or yes, the cops... he says, I want to talk to him. Okay. Yeah. And they think he's going to like talk to him and maybe get something out of him. And then th- this, this what you guys are saying about the gay stuff. Yeah. He unloads a money shot right on the Rutgers face. He just pox well, a Murray, Murray walks right up to him and he extends his hand. And then Rucker stares Jim in the eye and extends his hand. So they shake hands. Yes. What was, what does that mean? It's a Rucker move. I don't what know. is that? Only mean? Rucker Hauer knows. But Jim Hoxalugi all on John Ryder's face, his money shot all on his face. It's just running down. And yeah. then they just take Jim away. Yeah. And then John Ryder just rubs it on his face. Oh my God. The, yeah. the saliva acting <laughs> happening here is spectacular. It's. I, I don't get how the film didn't get X rating just from that. Right, right. Maybe. Wait, did did Cisco and Ebert have a whole lot to complain about here? <laughs> I I don't recall them talking about the uh, the the spit scene. You know the uh, loogie, the the loogie money shot. <laughs> Jesus, because this is that was like the most uh, the, the 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 part I had to turn away from because that was just disgusting. It's yeah. it, it's acting record. How it is? He'll take a loogie on the face. Like I said, well, he not, probably... just he, not just he takes a loogie. He takes us on a metaphoric journey of how just whoa you you took that where you know yeah. you watch him as he just wipes in that 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 little slight grin like this is the best I've been waiting for all week you know I love it we and it's like we're near the end of the movie we still don't know any motivations behind this nothing guy. he's just a psycho nothing. he's still smiling <laughs> he's caught and he's still just smiling wiping spit off his face. <laughs> And now they're going to load him into a prison bus and take him down to, you know, where they, I don't know, the jail. Jail, sure. And, um, yeah, still getting no backstory. And uh, we follow him. He's he's locked in the bus. He's humming a little tune. No harmonicas. Yeah, on his face. Yep. And then, meanwhile, we finally get to see that Estridge is driving Jim somewhere, maybe to drop him off at the bus. It's probably the same bus line that's just looping through this fucking twilight zone town he's never gonna be able to leave it again unless he kills himself mm. so as he's there driving along the cop is just like what is the deal with you two are get you in guys, a room people you guys are you do you have aids can i sit in the same <laughs> car as you like can you open the window just to let the aids flow out it's very much like covid you just open air and you're yeah, fine yeah. They were just, I mean, it, it really, you know, as you said, and, and it was during that panic time when people were like, oh, you can get it from, you know, somebody sneezing near you and stuff. So, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So you really, you really got to be extra precautious here. And when you're the law, too, it's like you, you got to stand up for your community. No, but yeah, no, it's, you know, this, the spit scene kind of, you know, probably the, the sheriff is like, what the hell's going on with you two? Right, that had to be fucking really weird for for that whole everybody in that office, or well, interrogation room. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're continuing down the road, and Jim is Jim is completely in the Rucker role now. He's in the passenger seat. He's not answering questions. 
he is the one who's just staring at the cop with like kind of a blank face, a little bit of a grin. And he again pulls a rucker. Can I have a cigarette? And the cop's like, well, I, I suppose you can. So he's going into, apparently he keeps them in his left pocket. So he's turning to his left. And in this moment, Jim reaches over and steals the cop's gun, which is holstered on his right hip. And, uh, wow, we just, is this full circle at this point? Is Jim now Rucker? Jim Jim is the man. Maybe Jim has always been Rutger. Exactly. That's how it's so easy to go into this whole theory that is Jim imagining everything? Is he Edward Snowden? Edward Snowden. Edward. I don't even remember. His, I was going to go for Ed Norton. What What the fuck is his yeah, name? Yeah, I was Ed Norton. Uh, yeah. Can't remember his name in no. uh, that movie, though. All I remember is Jack Palsy. Wait, no, that's Jack Hersey. No, uh, no, I can't remember names. Tyler Durden. I think Tyler. Tyler no, Durden. Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Wow. That was, that was a name trip as I tried to buy time while Murray got back from the bathroom. <laughs> it did not go well. Yeah. He was disgusted. He threw up a little chunky soup before he sat down. Where are oh, we? he was he was just the narrator. He has no name. Yeah. Ed Norton. So, you know, he's he's like he's like C. Thomas Owl. Do we remember his name? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So Jim has Jim has uh commandeered this cop car now. He's allowed the cop to get out and he's got something he needs to finish business. And of course Estridge is like, kid, I know what you're thinking. There's nothing down that road for you. There is. Because he hasn't dealt with Ryder. He's not how dangerous Ryder is. Well, nobody so, knows how dangerous he is, as we see on the bus. I, he's doing his uh, his psycho thing, where he's just sitting there. The fly lands on him, but he's like, I'm not going to swipe that fly because I wouldn't Crawling even... on his eyeballs. Yeah, I wouldn't even harm a fly. And, and they're all the cops, like, sitting there playing cards. Because, you know, the man has only destroyed how many police cars? He's blown a chopper out of the air. He's, you know, killed all these officers and cleaned out an entire station. And you know what? Hey, who's got time for gin? <laughs> it's like, I mean, a little poker, a little, little Texas Hold'em on the bus. Think it's about like, the move. Oh, go ahead. All I keep thinking is, you know, Halloween, that, that last Halloween movie, where they just, let's just stick psychopathic Mike Myers on a bus and leave him in, on Halloween, and we won't have too much security, you know, whatever. It's like, did you guys watch the other movies? It's like, have you seen his rap sheet? <laughs> it's like, I just get total vibes, because obviously No Country for Old Men was inspired by this, but Anton Chigurh. The cops kept arresting him, but they were just like, yeah, you got this weird dude. He's got a weird haircut. You disarm people with a smile and a weird haircut. That's all you got. Our hands are tied. We can't do anything. Exactly. We have to play Texas Hold'em. It's the law. It's part of our police union. Our our hands are no longer tied. We got to shuffle this deck. Yep, that's it. Somehow Jim knows where they're going because he catches up. Murray, there's one road. <laughs> this is a <laughs> twilight. The opposite direction. This is a twilight zone world. It's just okay. a tiny planet with one road that wraps around. Okay, that, that explains all the gas stations. The same gas station they keep mm-hmm. running. I, that's the, I, that's how Rucker is getting everywhere. It's like the worst video they're, game. They're, made. they're, they're inside. <laughs> they're inside a snow globe like Cemetery Man. There we go. Yeah. Did I'm I just give that movie around. away? Did I just give Cemetery? I hope you've seen. I hope everybody out there has seen Cemetery Man because you should. I haven't even seen. Yeah. Oh, you haven't? No, no, we haven't. 
Oh, you must. I know it's Italian horror, but now we don't need to. You fucking yeah. ruined it. I'm we'll sorry. save that for later because we got yeah. right there. I could taste <laughs> the ending on my tongue. Uh, my tongue here. <laughs> so he's charging after the prison bus. Of course, there it is. Right we already know what's going to happen, so we don't need this scene where he takes out every cop. Yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, uh, Rucker just kills them all. Yeah, grabs a shotgun. And it's ready to roll. Yeah. So it's like Jim gets real close to it, and suddenly he's got a fucking shotgun. Guy blast. driving the truck doesn't notice any of the shit happening in the back. No. Because uh, the hands are tied. <laughs> hands yeah, are tied. I, don't, I don't get why the bus is still driving, because, you know, it's not like they had cruise control on those things. Well, the the driver's still alive. He just doesn't care. He's just like, well, my job is to drive this he's bus. He's pissed he wasn't Answer allowed time. to take Texas Hold'em. Maybe. That could be it. And it, maybe he's uh, two weeks away from retirement. He's like, I'm just <laughs> going to put my head down and coast through. Officer about to retire. So this is easily one of the greatest fucking scenes I've experienced in my lifetime. <laughs> wow. Shotgun blast comes through. Doors fucking falls off the hinge. Rucker there, hair blowing, beautiful blue eyes, just peeking up slowly, turning up to face the I'm camera. I'm getting intense Road Warrior vibes off. 100%. Because he's like Wes from Road Warrior where he leaps on the fucking hood. He doesn't just leap at the <laughs> hood, though. Yes, I know. He goes right through the fucking windshield. So fucking good. He missiles himself <laughs> through the fucking windshield. Does a somersault in the car and flips over. <laughs> sitting perfectly in the chair. <laughs> Just sitting there, and I, I was like, is he going to ask for a cigarette? <laughs> oh, that would have been so Somebody great. Alert. Get a light. But he doesn't. No, because Jim realizes he, he tries to get his gun out, but the explosion of fucking Ryder coming through the windshield knocks his gun away, too. So he slams on the brake because it's the only other thing he can do. Right, and it works. Yeah, and Rucker... Just like he came out or came in, he just whoop, right back out, yeah. and he goes flying down the road, rolling down the road. And then I didn't know this happens, but when you slam on the brakes, your car just stalls out. Yeah, it stalls out. <laughs> it's a Bronco, man. That's what Broncos did. That's why they're not eighties. Yeah, it's eighties too. Is that it? Yeah. Well, maybe there was a little AIDS in the engine. So Ryder gets up. He's well, he's supernatural, so he, that he shakes it off. A little blood running down the forehead. A little, got a little juice. Yep. We didn't see it. That's how much of a pro he is. And, of course, he held on to a shotgun during all yep. of this. I think there was a laser scope on it. There was definitely a laser <laughs> scope on it. <laughs> Which just ties in another one of the Rucker movies. It's this whole world. It's a whole world. So This is the first movie we've done with him where there's not a Harley Davidson, though. Yeah, that's true. And so he gets up. And he starts firing at the, the Bronco. Just teasing him. He's shooting all around it's the It's all target. a game to this it, guy. It, 100%. He's like, I don't care if I live or die. I'm right. begging this fucking twerp to kill me, and he can't even do it. And so, get the fucking... That's how you know it's a thriller. <laughs> right. a scary movie, because the car won't start anymore. Right. But it does eventually, because he finds he's dead. He fucking hits the dashboard. Yeah. And this fucking hauls ass on the Rucker. Rucker goes flying. I don't know why this time it stopped him because he's been been hit multiple times. But it does. Well, it doesn't. It just knocks him off the road. Yes. Yeah. Because we gotta have this scene. We can't just have a scene where the 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 
the guy who's been tormented by this guy all movie murders him. Well, it's not murdering. It's justifiable homicide as far as I'm concerned. You're in Texas. Fuck yeah, it is. You He's standing the shit out of you his own ground. You need the scene, because this is the 80s, where you show mercy, and you show what a bunch of pussy moves showing mercy is. Yeah. And you turn your back on the guy, and that's when they get you. They rise up. Yep. And he, for some reason, had the Russian chain on him, so he <laughs> fucking tosses it forward. I was like, oh, shit. Are we going to go down to the college? Are we going to see a Russian chain match? Because he wants Jim to kill him. Because he warns him with the chain. Because that Jim turns around. Oh, he's saying, I'm off the chain. Right. Yeah. And Jim has his shotgun. And as and unfortunately, Rucker is not in a really thin little locker. Yeah. So when he gets shot by a shotgun, he dies. Okay. And he gets ventilated him. pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Spartan Squad, they they use chains as symbolism. That's why uh, Bennett wears the chain uh, knit vest. Yeah, yeah, there's no chain in there. It's just a knit vest. But it's in the in the chain links. Like, you know, that's what it's, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Symbolism, Murray. That's what we're going for here. Yeah. It's yeah. the symbolism. Yeah. He's got the chain. It's, everyone's got the chains. Wow. And oh, then, we finished and then, it? Yeah. Well, wait, wait. You got to mention, Jim reunites with the truck. And we get that lovely credit roll over the top of him. Oh, yeah. He just stands over the truck and he's like smoking a cigarette. The night yeah. has finally fallen on the day. Like we. More okay. cigarettes. More yeah. cigarettes. This is this 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 video is just one big Joe Camel gets hot. You know, maybe Joe Camel is what Ryder really is. Oh, maybe Ryder is cancer. Maybe he's the Marlboro man. He could be that, that too. That ties in with Harley Davidson too. Do, so do you remember all, Magna? Do you remember Magna cigarettes? No. no. Magma cigarettes. Oh, they're they're pretty nasty looking. They 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 used to give us like free stuff at school, so we would. St- I didn't smoke, but I would take their ashtrays and their t-shirts and stuff. There you go. Ah. Uh, Everyone in the eighties, uh, especially in the wrestling world, they just loved freebies and they'd wear them <laughs> everywhere. Copenhagen. Why not, man? Yeah, all the freebies. Yeah, radio Good. stations. Swag world, after all. Swag world after all. Swaggy P. <laughs> Just as you thought it couldn't get in. First of all, thank you, Joe. You're always it's always a oh, pleasure talking you. to oh, you. Oh, always a delight to visit Detroit via via the internet <laughs> and, and, and hang with you guys. It's uh well, it's 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 a privilege to be a part of the, the greatness that is. Hey, you're always you're always you're like you're old you're like fucking old school fan of ours. You go way back. Wait, I, I, I go, well, I, I, a, I go way plus then I listen to the episodes before that. So, yeah, we appreciate that. Yes. But you just think it couldn't get better. Griff Rucker Howard month continues for one more week. And I had to call in a guy, this guy, I think has the record for our most popular first time guest of all time. Yeah. I'm talking about the the guy who I'm in negotiations with to write the, a novelization series for Spartan Squad because he is professional men's literaturist. We're talking about our buddy Jacques Baudelaire or Jack Baudelaire, if you know him on Twitter. He's going to be in here for one of his favorite movies, the Rucker Howard. And this is going to break my this one's going to break my heart, Griff, because. There's a certain person that we love in this movie that's been relegated to goon status, which... Joan Chen? No, not Joan Chen. But we'll talk about that later. It's Blind Fury, the American take on the Blind Swordsman Zatoichi series. Oh, shit. That's on the Criterion Collection. I gotta watch some of that shit. Starring Rucker Hauer. Mm. 
So that's so next week. Rucker Howard goes out with a bang with Blind Fury. See you then, and keep it warm.